Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Yeah, see, we don't have an intro. It's fucking me up. It's, it's blowing my After like six shows of no intro, it's like, all right, I'm, I'm over to no intro. Shit. Somebody hit me the other day. He's like, what happened to your intro? I'm like, we retired it. I guess they didn't hear the whole thing, the whole 106 and Park spiel about uh, retiring the intro. The only problem is like when you retire your two guard, you draft a new, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know. I mean, here's the thing. I've said this in past shows. We know all these rappers, and for whatever reason, nobody's cut an intro. Um, y- y'all, I mean, if you unless you live in Atlanta, you can't go to the fucking club. You can't do like shit that rappers normally do. The least you could do is go to the studio. It's literally free promotion to about forty thousand people every week. Yeah, nobody's cut an intro. You would think. Whatever. I had a rap nigga hit me the other day from New York talking about my power reviews. Like, yeah, yeah, we waiting on your power review, and I'm just like, in the meantime, <laughs> in the meantime, between time, random rapper with a blue check. <laughs> why don't you fucking bust down a quick little intro? Nah, Lil C's follows me on uh, Instagram. Why? <laughs> I have no clue. But oh, because you know he heavy in the fitness shit. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck around at C's like. <laughs> Hey, uh, dust off Capone and them <laughs> Junior Mines <laughs> hopping his stew, bro. Oh man, Sh- shouldn't take too long. How was your weekend? Uh, how was my weekend? It was cool. Uh, had an impromptu cookout. That was lit. Uh, uh what else did I do this weekend? Nothing. Uh, oh, I started watching uh Marvel movies. Ah Yeah So I watched Iron Man Yeah I watched Iron Man 2 I, I hit Carl yesterday I'm like yo um, In a way Iron Man is like Batman He just up And got a lot of gadgets Carl like Don't you start your shit <laughs> 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 Carl like I'm not doing this today He was like No see Here's where he differs from Batman See Iron Man created a lot of shit And he put a lot of motherfuckers on And I'm like Nah, I ain't going. He's Batman, dog. <laughs> He's gold Batman. Like real, that's real. Like Iron Man's super rich. He's super fucking. You know uh, what they call it? Socialite playboy. Yeah. He just got a fucking whole industries. You know what I'm saying? Tony Stark Industries, and he just build a lot of fly ass shit. He just do it on his own. He don't got no. Uh, you don't have Alfred. Not uh, Alfred. What's the black? Lucius. Lucius. Like, he don't got a Lucius. He just do it himself. But I'm like, essentially, Iron Man don't really got, like, a power. He just put the joint in his chest, and he <laughs> he ironed. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ironed, man. Yeah, Iron Man. <laughs> like, real shit. 
But I watched Iron Man. I watched Iron Man two. I watched uh, Iron Man three is especially terrible. Skip that, Joe. I, everybody on the, the the thread I was looking looking at on Reddit was like, "Yeah, don't, don't Iron watch Man three Iron is awful." <laughs> don't watch Iron Man three because it's weird. You know, you got to watch them like it's an order that you can watch them in to yeah. make sense because it's, it's and it's not chronological order with the way they were dropped. Correct. Sort of like with Fast and the Furious. So like, there's continuity between Iron Man one, two, and three, but there's additional things in between Iron Man one and two. This Spider-Man and that Ant. Man, so it's got like a whole list of like you watch this Thor and watch this mm-hmm. Spider Man, and like so I'm basically going down the list or whatever. It's like Fast, Fast and the Furious was on the other day, Fast Eight. Yeah. So I'm watching it, and it Fast Eight really wasn't that good to me, but you know I powered through it because I like the 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 uh, what's the whole the whole thing called the uh, what do they call them in movies? The franchise. The franchise. Like I like the Fast and the Furious franchise. So if you if you don't know. The way it's supposed to be done is you're supposed to watch one, two, four, five, six, three, seven, eight. Right. Dumb. Tokyo Drift was was three with Bow Wow. Remember yeah, the yeah, white yeah. boy and Han dies and then Vin Diesel shows up. If you watch Fast and Furious, of course, Han is in four, five, and six. Right. He dies at six. And then, you know, seven, it, you know, basically picks up him dying, how he died, right. Jason Statham hitting him. Here goes the crazy part. So I go and look. They're doing another Fast and the Furious, yeah, of nine. course. F- F9. Han is in this. <laughs> I'm like, how the fuck is Han back in F9? But they said, uh, the, the, the way they told us was F7 was going to be the last one. Yeah. It's too much bread. It made $1.2 billion. They like, and we're going to slot another <laughs> F8. And then we're going to do we're it gonna all. Bring some niggas back. Then we're going to do The Rock and Jason. They yeah. got their own joint. But... F9 is bringing back every character who was ever in Fast and the Furious. So is Ja Rule coming back? Paul Walker's brother is playing him. Oh, shit. Like, and he's not... Remember at the end of F7, he just popped up crying and shit. And then yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be speaking in this genre. <laughs> so it's like, not Paul Walker, but yeah, <laughs> Paul Walker. Holy shit. How crazy is uh, the, the, the white boy from Tokyo Drift, Bow Wow, they're all coming back. For Ensemble cast So what are they going to do For F10 If they're bringing Everybody back For the ninth one Who knows <laughs> But I read it the other day F9 is Is, is going to have shit. Everybody who was ever In uh, Fast and the Furious Yo Ja Rule Fumbled one of the Biggest bags In the history Of cinema What's his name Straight called him A dickhead uh, <laughs> uh, What's the black director Oh uh, John Singleton John Singleton Because he was like I literally When I got the The, the, the joint to direct it you know, He didn't do the first one He yeah. did the second one he was like he had Ja Rule in mind for Tyrese's part, gotcha. for being the actual co-star to Paul Walker. But then Tyrese, you know, baby boy, you know, whatever, whatever. So it's like, all right, cool. But then he was like, I want Ja Rule to be Tesh, which is what Luda became. Right. Like Ja Rule was then going to be the shop owner where he they went to get the joints done, and Ja just straight like flaked him. Like, nah, I ain't that was some bullshit. I'm out of here. Multi-billion dollar Two franchise. Two shots to be in a multi-billion dollar <laughs> franchise. That's stupid. Hey, man. My thing be, when people make bad decisions like this, it's usually not just them. It's usually a team of people that come together and make horrible decisions. So well, he had a lot of shit going on at the time. In hindsight, not really. 50 was on his ass. <laughs> yeah, you could have used this as a conduit to be like, oh, no, I'm still successful. Look. I'm yeah, but you don't you don't shit. see it at the at that time at that joint. You know what I'm saying? So did you know Will Smith turned down the Matrix? Yeah. And Will Smith said when he was on Jay Leno, he was like, you know, I'm coming out of Independence Day. I'm coming out of you know, like I'm hit, like literally mo- they're throwing movies at me left and right now. Yeah. So he was like, 
He said he didn't get it. He said, I got two studios, and one is like, yo, we're going to do a remake of Wild Wild West, pay you $20 million. He's like, all right, a remake, $20 million. There's this other studio, the Wachowski Brothers or whatever, and they like, yeah, no. See, we got this movie where it's like it's the real world, but it's not real. We put the plug in your head. When the plug come out, you could still die, though, in the fake world. He like... I ain't going. <laughs> cool Modimi. Yeah, he went off and did Wild Wild West with Cisco on the hook. You know what Horrible. I'm saying? It be like that sometimes. Sometimes you just turn down yeah. the John that's going to be the, the John and you don't, you know what I mean? Because he was supposed to do Lawrence Fishburne part, right? He was actually supposed to do Neo. Oh, shit. And I, I look back, though, I don't necessarily think I would have wanted to see Will. Like, it's fucked up. Because we always talk about, like, the best actors. And that's some, we can do this real quick. Yeah. When people say who's the best actor out there, what what na- what like just give me three people to come to your brain. Denzel, Leo, um, probably will. Okay, for me it's like I look at alpha males in pictures. Denzel is an alpha male. Will Smith is an alpha male. Leo though can play a number two when need be, and he knows how to let a number two. Like if you look at uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jonah Hill danced on yeah, him. Yeah, in yeah, Wolf for of Wall sure. Street. He just danced on him. Then you look at. Catch me if you can. He was the number two to Tom Hanks, but he was the star. He was the. Yeah, yeah, you understand? What Did I'm you saying? see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I didn't watch it. It's yet. excellent. I heard it's really, it's really good though. But it's just like yeah, like Leo. And that movie is about him, but it's really about Brad Pitt's character more. Somebody was telling me how good Once Upon a Time. It's excellent. But it's, it's just like you look at like Denzel. He's always. You never, you never have a question with Denzel if he's in charge or not. Equalizer, he's 50, but I'm going <laughs> to kick some ass real quick with the, with the watch. You know what I'm saying? John Q, it's just like the little boy dying, cut my heart open. Like, it just He's always yeah. the alpha male. And it's just you look at like Will Smith, alpha male, Robert De Niro, alpha male. So it's just like when you talk about the best people, you got to start talking about like that range where you can literally right. go over here, dude, like Jamie Foxx. Can do just about anything. Uh-huh. Leo can do just about anything. Shit, Chadwick Boseman could do just about yeah. anything. Whereas, like, Will Smith, I don't necessarily know if I would have won it. Because, you know, Neo, like, Keanu Reeves is, is like, kind of stupid. So it was perfect. It Like, that... <sighs> Morpheus? <laughs> like, you wouldn't have wanted to see Will be, like, naive yeah. and dumb. And it might not have made it past the first movie. Will could have done the Lawrence Fishburne joint. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like he could have done that. Yeah. But I, I don't think... Him as Neo might not make it past the first movie. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, you know, because you'd have been like, Ali Wallen. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like... The, the doctor from uh from Concussion is <laughs> bugging. That was awful. It was terrible. I love Will, but that was awful. You know, I watched Bad Boys 3 last night. Bad Boys 3. Bad Boys for Life, whatever it's is called. It's terrible. Here go the crazy part though. I liked it, but it's terrible. It's like State Property Five. Highest grossing movie from the franchise. Mm-hmm. The highest grossing movie of all time from a January release. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows 
from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Peace. And it's the highest grossing movie of 2020. I'm like, damn. That was the last one that came out? It was, yeah. 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 It made 450 mil. Yeah, plot holes galore. So, of course, they like, oh, well, you know, Bad Boys 4 is coming. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, the, the, the Bad Boys 2 made 200 million mm-hmm. against a $100 million budget. Yeah. This shit had like a $50 million budget made and made 450. 450. Yeah. So, they like, yeah. Every move, Martin has been retiring since the first Bad Boys. Yo. It's crazy. I'm watching <laughs> Every it like Bad it's Boys, the same I'm premise. retiring, Mike. It's the same exact premise. He's never retired. No, we shouldn't be shooting shit up. <laughs> bong, bong, bong. <laughs> bong. Fucking Will got shot. The fuck? He yeah. got smoked. He got murdered. Fucking Bad Boys 3 came back to life. Then he had a, a Mexican son. Yeah. It was a little powerish. It was terrible. It was powerish. I was in the movies watching that shit like, dude, this is horrible, but I'm enthralled. <laughs> like, I'm locked in. This shit is terrible. I'm watching it last night. Like, never in my life did I think I'd see... Martin Payne in a sidecar <laughs> <laughs> fighting vigilantes, being a vigilante, fighting bad guys on it. Like, it's just crazy as shit. But yeah, they're making a bad boys for. Like, that's the thing with like these these uh especially the movie uh makers. If some shit is profitable and makes money, we Just will run, run this shit into yeah. the ground. They'll they'll do it until it don't work, and then they'll still pro- they'll produce sequels to shit with none of the original characters, yeah. in it, and then just straight the uh, streaming Duh, service. It's shit. crazy as fuck. Because now with so many outlets, like my cousin, you know, he was working on independent movies and shit like that, and he told about five years ago, he told me he said there's no such thing as a bad movie. They all make money. It's crazy. I watched a movie last night called Rent Due. Oh, you was wild. On the shit is on. Uh, it was on demand, but it was like uh, it was like some independent stu- studio. But like MGK is in it, Shiggy is in it. That's how I knew I didn't have no business watching this shit. Shiggy is on the fucking promo art. <laughs> Little nigger boy, <laughs> Shiggy B Simone is in the oh, shit. Yeah. Like it's just straight ridiculous all the way through. But it's funny as hell. We were me and Rob was talking with Kurt the other day. Shout out Kurt. Shout out Rob too. We was uh, talking about doing a remake of Who's the Man with me and you. And <laughs> Kurt was like, "Yo, real shit, we should have done it." Like, yeah, he's yeah. like, "I fumbled that." And I'm like, "He's like, it wouldn't even take a crazy budget." I'm like, "Hell yeah, me and Chad, we got enough personality to carry a fucking movie." I would definitely do a Who's the Man, right. Ed Lover and Dr. Dre <laughs> remake. You know what I'm saying? But that's how crazy. Think about it. Spank has a ridiculous movie on Tubi. Yeah, that joint was terrible. Yo, Kev, Kev Hart got some old movies Duh. from the beginning. Duh. Them Jones is like, I did the art on Yo, Pixar. Listen. On the app. It was a movie back in the day. I I was a, it was a low budget joint. It was called Oh my God. I can't remember the name of it. Um the only motherfucker who was in it that was like actually known was Chauncey from uh, Minister Society. Yo, I was going to say, any low-budget movie with Clifton Powell in it is a <laughs> Hell, bad joke. Fucking Chauncey was in it. <laughs> and I, it, it, it was two niggas in the hood, and they was trying to get out the hood, and they wound up like... I can't remember the premise, but I remember I watched it one night just on some three in the morning. It was fucking hilarious, but it literally looked like they shot it with... A camcorder <laughs> Like the big camcorder That had a VHS yeah. That's how it looked And it's just like Yo motherfuckers Really be out here Making movies for 30 bucks Yeah for sure The joint I watched last night The movie start off The nigga lost his job 
I'm about to look it up. He lost. It's called rent due. He the boy lost his. It's set in Cleveland, right? Okay. So he lost his job. He go home. His girl already know he lost his job before he get home. She kicked him out the crib. She got a new nigga that's coming in the crib selling pills out of the house. He go to his mom house. His mom getting hit by the pastor. He go to his he go to his he go to his pop auto shop. He like uh he like damn dad I just lost my job. I need some money, blah blah. He like, what you need about thirty, forty dollars? I was like, man, hell no, I don't want no forty dollars. Then he walked away and was like, Man, give me the give me the forty. So the nigga is homeless with all his shit in a duffel bag with forty dollars roaming around Cleveland looking for shit to get into. And Ha Ha Davis is in it, Shiggy is in it, B Simone. Here it go. It's called the Block Party. Oh, Have you ever seen this shit? Yes. Listen to the cast. You ready? Starring Clifton Powell, Monette, Fifth Ward Webby. <laughs> I definitely saw that show. Chopper City from Making the Band, Juvenile, and Roy Jones Jr. <laughs> That's the cast. I'm telling you. I remember watching this shit. I was in stitches. It's the silliest movie you ever could see. And it's like, yo, it's real. You really could make a movie with like a stack and just dead ass put out a film. Amazon built the whole platform on buying and leasing these bad movies. Where this shit started was Rob was like, yo, I look back on like, uh, you know, Streets is watching. Murder was the case. Uh, what was the Master P John? Uh, I'm about it. About it. Baller blocking. And Rob was like, all of these independent movies that came out from rap labels, why is this shit just not a thing anymore? And I was like, well, shit, it's hard to put out a movie when you in a 360 deal and got eight baby moms. You know what I'm saying? These niggas back in the day didn't have kids and they was rich low key. Like, who, like who's getting, what are the splits on this shit? <laughs> like think about this shit. Rappers now legit be lying. Like they don't be. They're all poor. They, like, they don't be. It's, they, like, it's like Lil Baby and Drake and then everybody else is like, poor let's just, shit. Let's just keep it a buck. Jay-Z and Dame came in with money. Master P came in with some money. Uh. Baby and Slim came in with money. You know what I'm saying? Niggas came into the game with money. So they weren't getting torn apart out the gate with these ridiculous deals and then had all the bullshit, drug addiction, all this shit that the new rappers have going on. So yeah, back in the day, it was nothing to go shoot a movie. Go And then motherfuckers just had insight and they had forward thinking like, oh no. Because well, uh, Kurt was saying, he's like, yo, I've pitched a couple movies to like a couple rappers and they just they don't see it they yeah. like for what you know what i'm saying and it's just like bro this is some shit that lives forever baller blocking lives forever i, I, I just watched streets is watching nigga near the bike. i just watched <laughs> i just watched streets is watching a couple weeks ago yeah these jones live forever this is watching was all it all that streets is watching people don't understand streets is watching is what saved jay career not necessarily the uh volume two it was the in-between space of, like, after Volume 1 fell, and he still did 1.5, but it's like, damn, bro, we're supposed to do 7 million. Yeah. What the fuck happened? And then that in-between space, they went back to the streets. They did Streets is Watching. <sighs> shit went the fuck up. Shit went up. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, nah. The, like, the movie shit is dope. I would definitely do a movie in a heartbeat. It would be so fun to do For that. sure. But, um, yeah. I just saw something on Twitter yesterday. It said that Tyler Perry shot a new show. Uh, they shot 19 episodes in four days or some shit. I can believe it. I'm like, yeah, what the fuck is Tyler Perry doing? Yeah, I mean, you figure he got a whole compound, so it's like, yeah, why yeah, the we fuck go over not? here, we go here, shoot here. over there, slide over there. He just got classified as a billionaire too. Yeah, a couple I see, days you see ago. his new crib. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. It's the only thing out there. Yeah, I mean, you got a runway. Can't really be next to nobody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, nah. The um, the movies, the the movie shit is is just. I didn't realize just how much money was being pumped in and coming out of movies now. Yeah. Like back in the day, if you had a movie that made two hundred million, that was a blockbuster. Mm -hmm. Like that was like 
earth shattering. Like Beverly Hills Cop made two hundred million dollars, made Eddie a bona fide superstar. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, two budgets now be two hundred. Like the budget for Endgame was two seventy five. Yeah. But so they, doing, w- they doing that opening weekend If worldwide. we make 500 All y'all the fuck for Like you know what I'm saying <laughs> Like real shit Everybody getting the demotion Endgame made 2.7 billion Like That's a 10x multiple Crazy Off a 275 budget You 10 times that on the comeback It's crazy Crazy as shit So it's like yeah Now nah, the movie shit is, is, is nuts now And I gotta assume That with all these different Like you said These streaming uh, Avenues You know The Netflix The Tubies The Cause they doing, they, they doing limited runs And getting 50 80 M's For just the The, the leasing you know what I'm saying? Just at least the IP. Stand-up comedians is getting 20, 30, 40 just to have a special on a specific platform. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, why the fuck not? I'm just curious to... Kurt, make that happen. I'm curious to know, like, with the streaming shit and all of that. And Joe Button been having this conversation the last few weeks. He's out of his deal with Spotify. So he's been exposing a lot of, like, little dirty secrets to the industry the last, like, yeah, four or five uh, episodes. Somebody was asking me, like, uh, how do you feel about Joe leaving Spotify? And I'm like, I don't have a... Well, what it is is, is basically, like, you know, he said that they took a deal... Less than what they could have gotten for access to data. He said that they had deals on the table from everybody, from Apple, from Spotify, from Tidal. He went to Jay and said, hey, Jay, can I get data? Like, I want to know my analytics and who's listening where and this and this. And Jay told him, fuck no, no. (laughs) Like, I've built my platform. I own this shit. This is my IP. No, I'll pay you to come over here. We do whatever that structure that deal is. I'm not giving you no info. I'll give you your week-to-week stats, but I'm not giving you no specific analytics. So he went to Spotify because they told him, we'll give you all the analytics. Now, for our listeners, what is the Plus and minus to not getting or getting your sp- All right, so you know, the, advanced analytics. The plus to the advanced analytics is you know specifically in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, I have 37,000 listeners and they listen for this amount of time. The retention is what matters more than the actual the click. Actual click. Right. Exactly. Because it's like they have they had some these advanced analysts called a, a start. Uh, has to be XYZ amount of seconds. Like a start is like up to 60 seconds. Anything past that is basically like gravy. And then they have what's called a, a, a free membership versus a premium membership. Right. And Joe said for the last two years I've been doing all this research trying to figure out what the fuck is the difference between a premium membership and a free membership and there isn't one the answer is that there isn't a difference because people that are listening to the joe button podcast whether they pay or not they're still on the platform right so the opportunity to advertise to them or sell them some more shit exists solely by them being on the platform because now spotify is able to sell the overall market share to whatever investors that want to give them money because of the number of people on the community. You know what you just made me think about that? You know Howard Stern is considered the biggest disc jockey like ever. Yeah. Like he got he was the first one with his own network station and all of that shit. So you ever seen Private Parts? Yes, a bunch the, of times. The boy Paul Giamatti, who's like, that's another one we always forget about. A, one of the best actors. Goat. He can play every fucking thing. But he was a pig, pig vomit on the fucking movie. And he hated him. And... He couldn't understand. He was like, when they came out with the numbers that he was the number one radio show in the country. Yeah. He was like, I don't understand. There are so many people who hate his show and hate his guts. And their program director straight was like, well, yeah, y'all are the ones that made him number one. And he's like, I don't understand. He's like, okay, so let, let's look at the numbers. You ready? The average Howard Stern fan listens for an hour a day. 
It's great numbers. Once you get past 15 minutes, right. it's considered great to listen for an hour a day. Exactly. He was like, what about the people that hate him? He was like, very good. The people who hate him listen for two and a half hours every day. <laughs> and he was like, if they hate him, why do they listen to him? He was like, same thing like the people that love him. They want to see what he's going to say next. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, motherfuckers, like, it's fucked out. I always say no bad, no Press is bad press. Right. It's like, yeah, motherfuckers hated him so much yeah. that they made him yes. the biggest dish jockey like, ever. You know what I and mean? And then eventually, I'm sure he converted a lot of them to being fans. So That's he, how it goes. I, was, <laughs> I think he's worth like $600 million or yeah. some crazy shit like because that. Because the whole thing, Patrice O'Neill used to talk about it all the time. Like, the presence of emotion. If mm -hmm. I can make you feel something, whether it be good or bad, I got you. Patrice O'Neill said in one of his stand-up. turn you whatever way I want to like, turn When I come out and see a crowd and everybody's laughing, I'm fucking up. Half of y'all supposed to be disgusted or annoyed or ready to walk the fuck out. And if you're not ready to do that, then that means I'm not doing my job because all of y'all not supposed to be laughing at this shit. Yeah, this somebody, shit everybody. Somebody's supposed to be mortified. And I remember Paul Mooney, he... uh. If you ever watch his initial uh, Jesus is Black John, a white couple got up and walked out in the fucking middle of his John. He was like, it's just fine. They're going to the beach. And then <laughs> and everybody like fell out. And they asked him, like, how do you feel about that? He's like, it's great. It's so wonderful that they got up and walked out because that means you're doing, you yeah, know what I'm it's saying? It's gratifying. Right. It, it's really getting under the, he, he's like, I know he's snapping on her in a car like, bitch, I thought you said we was going to see Mickey Rooney. <laughs> like like oh. it's, the, it's the truth. But it's like, yeah, if you're, if, if you're not pulling all different kinds of emotions out of like, I love when people hit me and be like, man, what the fuck was you talking about on the, and I'd be like, it's great. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause you're supposed to be. Uneasy or laughing or upset or oh no this that and the third exactly. it's just the way it go it's not supposed to be total agreement yeah. all the time every time it's just not the way it goes so the whole shit with with the you know with Joe and the Spotify thing or whatever like that is basically like you know he's he's uncovering a lot of like dirty secrets of the industry and basically Spotify promised them certain shit based on benchmarks and this and this and. They reneged on everything. Like wow. they supposed to give him a five hundred thousand dollar bonus for being number one for X Y Z amount of time. They were number one for two years in a row. They didn't pay the five hundred thousand dollar bonus. Then it turned in. We're going to buy you watches. They didn't buy and watch. They they submitted the watches they wanted. Then they was like, well, what about used watches? Yeah. So then they submitted the used watches and they like still above budget. He said, and it was at that point I realized Spotify is hemorrhaging money. I was about to say, but Spotify's throwing money around because didn't they just pay? Uh, they just paid the, Rogan. That, he talked about that. Okay, they paid Rogan a hundred million for three say, years, ninety seven mil, some for crazy three years. Here. But and Rogan ro walks away owning everything. White privilege. White privilege. They paid Bill Simmons and his Ringer Network two hundred million. Wow! But they own it. They uh -huh. paid Gimlet two hundred and fifty million. They have a hundred podcasts. I think they bought. It was either Satchel or Podbean. It maybe one. It was a. Uh, I think it, it was. Satchel. It was another network that uh, creates the the software to do podcasts. But they paid three seventy five for that. See what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's his whole. That's argument. why when I saw Joe was with Spotify, I'm like, oh, they got to be getting paid really good then. Nah, and he's like basically saying like, yo, y'all offered me twenty, thirty million or whatever, but y'all tried to own everything. Y'all wanted to own the fucking pull up, which is his independent show that he does on YouTube. Y'all wanted to do a mall, a mall show that y'all own. Y'all wanted to do a Rory Duce Palooza fucking mm. capsule that y'all own. They were trying to do every fucking thing and own it all and then just cut them a check. And he's like, bro, y'all trying to do two year ago business based on 
two years later information and knowledge, we can't do that. Yeah. The number got to start with nine figures because I know I brought you a billion. Yeah. So people like Charlemagne and Gilly and this and this, not understanding the conversation, all jumped out the window, start talking goofy shit. And Joe like, yo, we ain't fighting the same fight. Like, I own this. Like, Charlemagne, you had a job with iHeart for 10 years. You don't own shit. Yeah. If you get fired today or tomorrow, you got to start from scratch and figure it out. Yeah, you got loudspeakers or whatever, whatever, but nothing that you have on loudspeakers is bigger than the Joe Budden podcast. Yes, that you got to... You in your Nick Cannon bag. You can't fire a boss. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Kind of, yeah. But now you see, like, with Nick Cannon, MTV is now reconsidering because wilding out means that much. so much it's to the their only show they have. It's the only thing. So then you see it's like... It's wilding out in ridiculousness. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's it. it. They've been playing ridiculousness episode from 2014 Yo, on yeah. for six years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Rob Dyrdek somewhere in Wyoming with Kanye <laughs> chilling. I like, saw the other day for Labor Day they were doing a Jersey Shore uh, marathon. I was like, yeah, they scraping the scra- bottom. Scraping the pot. <laughs> they scraping the bottom over how there. Much, how much work you dropped? Yeah, Just real Get shit. the razor blade. So When I saw the clip of Joe going off at Charlemagne, I actually enjoyed watching that. That was like my favorite Joe clip in a while. Oh, yeah. And it's just... It's like I, I I don't have enough time to really sit and really get yeah, into yeah. all these podcasts, and it's just I I always fucked with Joe for the the movement that they created, right? You know what I'm saying? And I, people always compared us to them, and I'd be like, Nah, it's, nah, it's different. It's really different because he goes into the, like the deep dives of the music industry a lot more because yeah, he's being part, an artist and being, and Maul being with Rockefeller and Rory being white and whatever he does. <laughs> you know, like, like it's just Rory was a fucking A and R too. He was A and R to. Who is he with? I think Columbia or some shit. I was on, yeah, I think it might be Columbia. I think it yeah. was Columbia. But it's just like, nah, like it's just a different dynamic. But I always when I listen to it, I would enjoy it. It's just yeah. his podcast be nine hours long. And I don't And that's the thing. And that's the other thing he said. He said, he said, yo, <laughs> he said, the whole time we've been here, I kept this motherfucking podcast three hours, no matter what. I'll talk to y'all about bullshit. I talk to y'all about fucking parks, fucking uh Green, uh, uh, fucking greens recipe. He <laughs> said, "You know why? Because it's a fucking case study. I'm trying to figure out how long do people listen to the Joe Button podcast." Mm-hmm. He said, "And do you know what they do? They stay till the third fucking hour." One thing I thought was very interesting about us, you know, we normally do two under two around two. The four hour John people loved got shit. us a, a, an insane reaction. I had so many people hit me like, "Yo, why don't y'all do four all the time?" I'm like, got well, "We got other shit to do, <laughs> and we ain't necessarily, you know, we it's other shit that's kind of on the hot." We find thirty M's <laughs> four hours a day. You, you got know? it. You got it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but Joe like, Rogan status, right? But I, I I've realized that like if motherfuckers is a fan of something, they want more of it. Yeah, it, 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 you know. Crack crackheads, they try to get more crack. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is what it is. So yeah. So I mean, if you get a chance, check it out. And this goes to the listeners also. But it's like it's a really his last four or five episodes a really specific. He conversation. said he was going to do a couple episodes where he just was going he in. Was, he's been going. Yeah. Every fucking show, and he's just been basically letting it all hang out and just basically letting y'all know, like, listen. It's a flip side to this shit. You know what I'm saying? He's like looking back. I should have took the title deal because Jay told me off rip. I'm not. I, I'll pay you. I'm not giving you the fucking information though. You know what I'm saying? I own that. That's my fucking data, or whatever. Like they's like, and Spotify told me they would give it to me, and then didn't. They lied. You know what I'm saying? So, in Jay's case, or, or, or in not just Jay personally, but just the platform, title, Apple. Yeah. 
why does the information matter so much to them that the podcaster can't know it? Because it gives you leverage in negotiation, number one. Because I see that. we know what you don't know. You know what I'm saying? And we know if we have something like, all right, if Joe Button podcast is like the number one. If you find out that the bricks is $10 and we selling them for 40 grand, you probably ain't going to pay 40. That's proprietary information. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you ain't probably going to pay when you realize we get them for $10. I understand exactly. What you're so we gotta hold that close to the chest. So it's a situation where, you know, in Joe's case, it's like y'all gave him some of the information, and then once y'all realized what he was doing with the information, y'all like, oh fuck. So they stopped giving him the fucking. Limba chicken chamin, Reta aka Big Wara. Yo, it's Big Fred aka the Dick Tuzawadi podcast. Kiki Tubafetu, and we are the Sobering Podcast. Tune in to us every second Wednesday for fire conversations and interviews about South African music, sneakers, and street culture. Check us out on the Revolt Podcast Network. Shout out to our moms. Information. That shit is just annoying to hear, though, because it's like, y'all... Granted, I'm not... Joe Rogan's the GOAT. He's... You know, the Mike Jordan of rap, the Mike Jackson of pop. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. Mike Tyson of street ass windows. We know that when it comes to podcasting. But y'all just threw $100 million and let him keep everything. Everything. And it's just like... All they got was the right to go back and put advertising on his back catalog. But when the agreement is up, y'all got to pay me again or I'm out and I bounce with everything. And they gave him a lead-in time for them to... Right size everything and this is this, this and keep creating more catalog. Yeah. That deal got announced in May. Yeah, the shit don't start till like next week or some shit like. Yeah, that. I think it was like, I think I saw September twenty second, twenty third. So basically another two weeks or whatever like that is when the shit starts. But he gave him a whole four month ramp up in order to all right, we gonna do this and this and this back off of shit and blah blah yeah. blah. And then you have a show that you already have. We talked about this with like the little Uzi shit. You already have this yeah. on your platform. All you gotta do is just do right by it. All you gotta do is pay him. All you gotta do is pay him. And they don't wanna pay him. So basically it goes to show that being number one don't mean shit. Right. If y'all are paying number two through thirty tenfold what you're willing to pay me because they quote unquote got a network with 10 shows but I don't know none of them shows on the ringer do you no. other than Bill Simmons podcast do we legitimately know any shows that fall under the ringers network no. we don't know them so it's like alright it's almost like a vanity network so it's like if y'all trying to chew up market share which he said they were trying to do he said when they came over there they basically told him yo we have 0.5% of the podcast market Apple podcast was so prevalent just by them having Hardware and preloading the shit on your phone, they captured 90 something percent of the market by accident. Right. They didn't even know that they did it. Then they were like, oh shit, like, okay, let's do something with yeah. this. Like, just by having. <laughs> we got the truth. <laughs> oh shit. Just by having the fucking yeah. hardware, we captured this whole entire market that we weren't even looking for. Yeah. So then Spotify said that we could get to 3% of the market. We're killing it. Joe said they were 900% above target. Damn. And they didn't pay them their bonus. They didn't give them the watches. They wouldn't even give them vacation time. So we shouldn't be looking for a Spotify deal. We shouldn't deal. be looking for a Spotify deal. Or if we are, we have to have all of this shit in mind going in. But like he said, he had an agreement on what he could get. 
they reneged on it. The only thing they couldn't renege on is that they can't edit his creative. So yeah. that's why he's allowed to be on Spotify talking crazy, crazy about Spotify at the end because in the contract it says you can't edit my creative. So that's where they fucked themselves because yeah. they thought we're going to get so far ahead of this deal like a year in if they overperform we'll pay him whatever whatever. Right. But y'all didn't bank on the fact that he wasn't moved by the money and that the the ownership portion of it was more important than the money part of it. That's the Dame shit. That's the Dame shit. And he referenced the Dame shit talking about he did, you're right, yeah. He said when Dame. Dame Dash was having a certain conversation, you motherfuckers didn't get it. Because y'all are wired a certain way. Y'all just y'all don't understand what it's like to put your own bread up and to really own something. And that is weird. That's kind of how I feel about this shit at this point. It's like for someone to swoop in and be like, I'll cut y'all a check, but we own the name and all the content, I would... I, it basically means we did three and a half years of work for no reason. Yeah. The check, if the check nice, you know, we talk. Yeah. But it's just like, damn, you know, that my biggest thing is not owning the name. Because there's so much you can do with that. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? There's so much that falls from the tree of one piece of IP. And that trickles down right. from it. From our name, we have all these different catchphrases and shit like that that are synonymous with our show that right. people know. So to just turn around and give that all away for a piece of green money is like, we're we selling ourselves short. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? It's like the content is the content. We can I can do that shit. I, I can go exactly. on my IG. I, my power reviews are here. Yeah, I could literally just do that shit whenever I felt like it. But the the name, like you said, and everything that falls under the umbrella is just like to see if we was tomorrow to sign a deal with, let's say, Spotify or Loudspeaker or whoever, and see them turn around and have Young Dirty Nigga YDN t-shirts for sale on the website and we don't get none of that. It would just be like, we fucked up. <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. Took a <laughs> I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> we took a you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times what these companies do is they see further down the line than the creator does. I mean, that's but that's having an entire staff dedicated exactly. to seeing down the line. Exactly. So they got 40 people on their right. team versus the me, you, and Taylor. We got three. Right. And Ra in the shadows. We got yeah. 40 versus four. Right. And everybody just came from Pearl Vision. <laughs> they, they, they designed they, to see. They, their job yeah. depends on them seeing which, where's the opening okay. at. Their job literally depends on the shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's what motherfuckers don't be getting. Matt just broke his mic for those of you out there listening. I got it. No, not really. It's in there. Oh, it's in there. Yeah. I just don't. It ain't in there flushed. Well, <laughs> I'm from the hood. You know what I'm saying? We'll figure that shit out later. So, yeah. So, you know, it's a real interesting, you know, for people that are interested in the back office part of podcasting and shit, Joe been exposing it all the last yeah. like fucking four weeks. And they do two shows a week. So you know, and I, 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 can, I can feel it coming because I'm starting to have more and more conversations with like more and more people about the shit. Like, and people have been like kind of like scaring me a little bit. Like, yo, what, what happens when you when you get a deal? Like, do you what do you do? What are y'all going to ask for? What do you have there? And I'm just like, I you know, when that shit come, you just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that'll be a conversation. Me and him sit down and we figure out like, my thing is, Having like how he said, you can't edit my creative. You know, I you know, I want this many sugar free ribbles. Like just just whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> yeah. you know, 
that shit is is that for me is the the joint. It's like the money is the money, and that shit's gonna be whatever. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not one of the people that's overly fueled by it to where I'm just like, oh, I need this, I need that, whatever, whatever, whatever. But you do want to make a living from it. You do want to be paid what the fuck you worth. Yeah. If you gonna hold off and take this situation, and you know, it's motherfuckers all the time to be looking for new talent and looking for, like even Kurt was saying that shit. Like it's all these different movie uh, houses that they're trying to break new artists. And I mean, new talent, like yeah. how you know. Uh, Record labels try to break new town. It's always that shit. But my thing is, like Master P said, if you step in and give me a million, what am I worth? What am I worth? Yeah. And that shit's got to be. If like, I'm coming off the streets, out the projects, and you don't know me, and you'll give me a million, I'm worth at least ten, because you got to make your mill back. Right. And some. <laughs> you got to pay the staff that builds me up to recoup the mill. On top of giving me the milk. Like, if somebody step in tomorrow and be like, yeah, uh, we want your podcast $2 million, it's like, so y'all plan to at least make four. <laughs> right. I'd assume. And what's the terms? All two mil is not created equal. Right. So yeah. how much is, how much goes in our pocket? How much is set aside for recording? How much is for creative? Yeah, and like marketing? do we still like, got to fund everything after that shit? You know, like it's yeah, just do y'all a, just gu- cut us two million and say, all right, see you in twelve months? Like, what's the support? Right. And that's what he was saying. He's like, yo, he was like, he's like, I'm not falling for the deal where y'all say, all right, well, we gonna we gonna get y'all X Y Z amount of money up front, but y'all retain eighty percent ownership and we keep twenty percent for fees. He said, I asked one simple question. What are the fees? He said, and then they start hemming and hawing and yeah. all this bullshit. And then that's when I knew I got to get the fuck up out of here. I was reading a thing the other day where it was saying how the podcast game is becoming like the record industry, where it's just like the contracts are becoming fucking notebooks, phone pages yeah. and shit. And it's just like, yeah, you really, really got to like know what the fuck. It's not like back in the day where you no, could no, just no, get no, in no. there, record, put the shit out, go on YouTube. It's big business because here's the thing. There's advertising at stake. There's marketing at stake. There's market share at stake. These companies are publicly traded Probably companies. Say, once you go public, it's... The yeah. value of of, of uh, Spotify inflated like 17% overnight when they signed Joe Rogan. Yeah. That's not a fucking accident. That's yeah. because you moved the, the biggest player in the game over to your fucking company. Right. So... When you look at it like that, it's too much bread on the line. And once you start talking about hundreds of millions and shit like that, it's a lot of dirty shit that goes on behind closed doors because the margins that you're dealing with, a 1% to 7% margin, is $1 to $7 million. That's the difference between which people have great careers and go on and be executives or get fucking fired and got to go work at fucking Burger King. At, ho- at a Hooters. <laughs> at Hoochie Burger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, <laughs> yeah. that's, the, that's the difference yeah. when you don't negotiate the right margin. When I heard Joe Rogan's, I mean, uh, Joe Button say that we not talking about no deal unless it's a nine-figure joint. And I'm just yeah. like, damn, how about it? Joe Button shit is definitely probably worth a hundred. He was number one every single week mm-hmm. on Spotify for 20 uh, what was that? How many? Uh, how many? Uh, for twenty four months, like he was number one every week for twenty four months. Yeah. <laughs> In the midst of y'all bringing over the ringer, bringing over fucking Gimlet, bringing over all this uh, fucking Amy Schumer's podcast, yeah. all of this different shit, and he still was number one. Not Urban, number one. Period. period. Yeah. That's not what is that worth to you? You know what I'm saying? And all that flows from that. You know what I've seen? Funny as shit. Since Joe Rogan signed the deal with Spotify, he don't be number one no more on Apple. He'll be like number two, number oh, yeah. three. Joe says since they didn't uh, redo their deal, now all of a sudden they're number 13. It's crazy as shit, right? Well, but nigga, but, and, and, you, you know what I'm saying, T? Like, Joe Rogan been number one on Apple since 
It was created. The 80s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? Now, all of a sudden, he's number seven. Joe Rogan been number one since the war ended. <laughs> and like, real shit. And it's like, you go in there now, he number two, number four, number yeah. th- just all over the place. And it's just like, oh, he's yeah. He's moving 250 million people a month. Dog. How the fuck isn't he number one? He does a specific interview with somebody like Mike Tyson, this Kevin Hart. You on YouTube, this shit'll have eleven million views. Yeah, YouTube. His clips channel be getting nine million views on a. That should be a week after shit. the interview drop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Motherfuckers go back and watch the interview after they've listened to this shit. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 incomparable. And that and it was smart that Joe Budden made a distinction. Like I'm not looking at what Joe Rogan got. He's like I don't care about that. I care about. Us and I know what I did for this company. I know how the stock moved. I know how the fucking users moved. I know that my people, my retention is through the fucking roof. So I've introduced hundreds of millions of people to this fucking platform. That gotta mean something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I gotta be rewarded for that. And you know, there goes that. So yeah, uh, if y'all wanna, you know, take a look into the back office part of the podcast industry, listen to the last couple episodes of Joe Budden podcast. It's a very, very interesting conversation. Very, 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 very decent uh, convo. All right, we gotta start with some nonsense. Hundred percent. Uh, Dr. Dre is going through a divorce. Facts. He has been married to his longtime wife Nicole for like twenty years, right? Yeah, cause she was even like she had a, 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 a cameo and straight out of Compton, right? right? You know what I'm saying? Like, and she been there, you know, since the, the death row days or whatever, whatever. So <clears throat> she's been there while Dr. Dre walked away from death row, started aftermath, did the deal with Interscope, did the deal with Shady, did the deal with G Unit, you know, did the deal with Beats, <clears throat> did the deal with Beats. Twenty four years. Twenty four years. She's been there for a while. Um, they're going through a divorce. It's getting nasty. Divorces. This is my thing with divorces. It's like, why do it got to get ridiculously? Why? Not even going to divorce. Niggas break up. And just. just, (laughs) I don't understand why shit just got to get messy as a motherfucker. They say uh, they got to get. Run over real quick. They say it got to get worse before it get better. So maybe that's what motherfuckers is living by. (laughs) Me and Lee split up for five months. No one knew. Except your closest friends. Conducted business as usual. It's like. Why when y'all break up or have a situation. Why is it all these weird memes you know what I'm saying? Messages. Cryptic, <laughs> stupid. Like I, I, I don't understand it. Y'all be leaking nudes. Y'all be people don't just, have any inner dialogue. I, I, I will never understand this shit, dog. It makes absolutely no sense. But when it comes to divorce, it gets ridiculous. Cut the puppy in half. That, that's how motherfuckers be. And it I be, want the bottom half of the puppy. <laughs> I want the bottom <laughs> half of the puppy. Real shit. And it's just like, why do it got to go here? I think people are just so emotional. And, you know, in a, in a divorce, it's like jockeying for, like, leverage. Especially when you talk about high-stakes divorce. Like, the Dr. Dre's and, like, big motherfuckers. Like, God forbid... <clears throat> If Puffy was to ever marry somebody and the fallout from what that divorce would be looking like with this guy being worth like 1.2 billion, like it'd get ugly fast because 
a lot of times people's partners aren't equally yoked to them. No. So they've been so they've been married to the lifestyle more than they've been married to the person. Right. So when that lifestyle gets threatened and then all of that fear comes out, motherfuckers start tripping and start losing it. Look at Jeff Bezos' divorce in comparison to all the other high-profile divorces we've seen the last few years. All you heard was Jeff Bezos' wife split up, blah, 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 three, four. You had, in the, in the three, four months between the time that they settled, all the little stupid internet hoochies, and, oh, she about to get half, and this, and this, and this. I'm like, she's not going to get a penny over 20%. I, but California, she going to get... She's not getting a. It's too much bread on the line. It's not right. happening. Sure enough, she settled out. She got $25 billion. He kept his hundred something. Everybody's fucking happy. Now she worth sixty eight billion. He worth two hundred. Right. Everybody fucking wins because that motherfucker is like a a, a mine. Like nothing leaks from around no. Jeff Bezos. Whatever information he wants to come out is what comes out. Everything else stays in house. Yeah. And I know he got NDAs out the ass and probably all type of shit like that, but. You heard little to nothing. All you heard was his wife wanted a divorce. You didn't hear nothing about no spousal support. None of this stupid shit. Because you dealing yeah. with mega billions. We're not even thinking about that shit. We're going to work this out. I know what you did for me. You know what you did for me. I got XYZ right right now. Huh, take this. Some backdoor stock option shit. You're going to be good. Seven months post-divorce, she worth $68 billion. She's the richest woman in the world. Yeah. Holla. Meanwhile... Dr. Dre, with just barely a billion, all of his shit is in the fucking news. Crazy. In, in the nigger media. Every day there's a Dr. Dre and a Nicole Young update. I said she it's going to get to the point where she, all of the, it's, it's going to come out like, oh, he forced her to have sex one night against her will. All of that shit. All kinds of goofy shit is about to come to fuck He out. made her eat, eat his toenails one time. Yeah. It's going to be all types of foolishness. Anything to... Anything to try to build her case in the court of public opinion because she has a fucking prenup. And that's what nobody's talking about. Oh, she does? Yes. Oh, wow. That's why this shit is going. It's because, you know, when you got a prenup, you got to prove, like, abuse, craziness, sexual misconduct, cheating, whatever, whatever. So it's like, so when I can't prove that you fucked Nicole Scherzer in front of Pussycat Dolls or whatever, now it's... Oh, he whooped my ass. Like, that's the first joint they go to. There was one time he stepped on my foot really hard when I got out of the shower, and it turned red a little bit, and I just yeah. I just knew then he, he had the propensity to kill me. And it's like, sis, how did we get here? We didn't hear nothing the whole 24 years. Craziest shit ever, man. Never. There was a story about he had a gun at his Malibu, at house, Malibu house and house. sent his friend to pick the gun up, and I, fi- I thought the friend was going to shoot me. And it's like, ma'am. If that was the case, why didn't you? Why is there no report with the Malibu PD? Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like, if I legitimately feared for my life and I'm in that scenario, you gotta call somebody. You gotta say, you gotta say something. It can't be four years later. Like, oh yeah, by the way, there was this one time his friend picked up a gun that was unloaded in the case, and I just I didn't know how it was gonna go. And it's just it's just a fucking mess, man. And it's just so ugly that people are just so willing to just throw all of their fucking public business out. To be mediated and, and litigated in the public I mean like you said Court of public opinion You know what I mean It's like if you can get people on your side And get people to feel sorry for you And you know it's At the end of the day Dr. Dre is still Dr. Dre Like he still has to make music The headphones All this shit So it's like You know every day You hear something more and more You'll get to where you like Man can that shit Take this You know what I mean? Like it's just the way it goes right. so, Just to quiet the noise just, You'll give up just, more than what you should 
Jay said, quiet the rumblings. You know what I mean? Like, just to shut people up and, sh- and, and yeah. shut the shit down. Here, take this. So, where it went left was, I don't even know how this itemized shit dropped. Listen. I don't know if the judge was like, give me a rundown of what you need. I, it was either the judge or uh, the lawyer or her lawyer. Okay. Because I can't imagine a world where Dr. Dre wants this information to be public. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's coming from her side or somebody in the courthouse. So she basically said she wanted $2 million a month. And my initial thought was, again, I, I'm speaking as a, a, a broke. <laughs> as a poor man. Yeah. My, 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 my little nigger mind just they like $2 million. I'm like. Give me two mil, and I'm sure. Like, I'm thinking that the mortgage was five hundred a month or some shit like that. I don't know. Like when I see two milli, I'm like, all right, the mortgage got to be half a ticket. He just built a new crib in like Calabasas or uh, some shit like that. So I don't know. But when I saw two million dollars a month, my initial thought is that's twenty four million dollars a, a year. year. <laughs> a year. So I'm just like uh, NBA All Star makes that. <laughs> I'm just like, how great is your life going that you need $2 million a month in support off rip to maintain where you at now? Never mind what you earn, if you earn anything or do anything. She didn't earn anything. So this is how ridiculous (laughs) this shit got. When I saw the, because I'm like $2 million a month, goddamn. Then I saw the itemized breakdown, and I'm not going to lie. I'm not mad at her wanting $100,000 a month for the mortgage. I'm not 100k a month for doctor. I'm pretty sure he lives in some shit. That's 100k, probably a couple more than that. Probably more than that. I thought. Like I said, I thought the mortgage was half a ticket. I'm not mad at 100k a month for mortgage. I'm honestly not mad at ten thousand dollars a month for dry cleaning and laundry because if you live in this life and you got this type of clothes and these big, if somebody I watch a million dollar list in L.A. Yeah, these motherfuckers be having legit stores. Like they get their closets done up like Fifth Avenue yeah. stores, and you got shit like that. Okay. My thing is the hundred and fifty thousand dollar a month for new clothes is like <laughs> if you buying a bu- a buck fifty worth of clothes a month, you probably ain't even getting the old shit. What are you watching? N- nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nothing. What Dame say? You popping tags every day? Every day, all day. So then that's where it, of course, went left. And I start now. You want twenty thousand dollars a month for cell phone and internet? I'm like, has this bitch ever been to the library? <laughs> Email is free. <laughs> Email is free. I'm like, what? Been- been that way since the Bush administration. I'm like, maybe she's just still like paying for AOL, or I don't I, like. I have Th- no clue. This itemized list, you can tell she ain't never paid a bill the whole time they've been together. I was like, yo, because uh, she jumped out the window. Twenty thousand dollars a month for cell phone is for for phone anything. She must got thirty five Vert two phones. I'm like Mike Jones cell phone bill <laughs> wasn't twenty thousand dollars a month. Everybody was calling that nigga at one point. Twenty k a month for phone is nuts. It's sick. That's nuts. I don't know what the fuck type of <laughs> server you have, but twenty k a month for phone is nuts. My favorite, you want to know my favorite part of the breakdown? I was, I know where you're going. The nine hundred thousand for <laughs> inter- for entertainment <laughs> a month. What entertainment? What type of carnival cruise is you taking for nine hundred a month? You could have the baby perform in your kitchen for four times a week for nine hundred k a month. You could just you could have a residency from the baby. You could have a residency for the baby. You could, you could get all three babies. You could get the baby, little baby, and Beatrice to come perform at your crib. <laughs> Beatrice. And bust down to 900 a month. Real shit. You know what I realized in hearing that, though? When I heard $900,000 a month for entertainment, it hit me that, like, damn, 
I've never been entertained. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, I don't know what entertainment is. <laughs> all those concerts, all these fucking vacations I've been on. Apparently 900,000, you can't get entertainment without 900K a month. Living like a fucking loser. I'm like, I'd really be on some nuts. <laughs> like, God damn. 900,000 a month for entertainment is insane. You could have, you could bring Frank Sinatra back from the dead for that type of budget. The Tupac hologram wasn't 900K. <laughs> like, what? And then, then, the 900K was especially ridiculous. The most bizarre part for me was 125000 for charitable donations. It's Every- like, what? Number one, what charities are you donating to? So I got to give you 100K so that you, you can, can give it away. to somebody else in your name. <laughs> What? Probably anonymously. <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, see, that that's the joint where it's just like, you might got to call in a Russian hitman. Listen, like, Russian hitman, 100 bands, the job is clean. It could be from a distance. Like, Real Bad Boy 3, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You might got to call Mike Lowry's son from Bad Boys 3 to get the job done. When I saw 125K for charitable donations, I was especially just like, Huh? It's nuts, yo. It's nuts. And, you know, I'm here's the thing. With him being a billionaire and all of that, he should take care of the woman. She should probably walk away with this marriage somewhere in the seventy five to hundred fifty million dollar range. Dr. Dre's legit worth eight something on paper with another five, six in a tuck. That's coming like any day now. Like yeah, Dr. Dre's worth one point whatever billion in, in the grand scheme of things. Give her she, a give her a buck two hundred buck fifty two hundred She's go been there through it all. So realistically if you just haul off and just do like like how they do pensions, certain amount for every year of service. You was there twenty four years, give her five million per year. Hundred and twenty five be done, be done with, with it. it. You know what I'm saying? It should be a clean negotiation. But all of this nonsense. The my thing is, even if, if even if we decide you want, or you decide you want one hundred and fifty million on a breakup. Don't tell me what the one fifty is gonna be. Don't be like I'm spending sixty <laughs> k a month on dildos. Like I, I don't, I don't want to see. I don't want to know this because whatever the fuck you say is gonna be too much. Yeah, it's just gonna be ridiculous. She could have legit said ten thousand dollars a month for entertainment, and it'd been like what. Everybody, yeah, it, it's just what it is. Because once you put these breakdowns in, they don't make sense, especially the normal folk. Yeah, for sure. And we're normal. And you know the shade room is below normal. <laughs> so you know they had a fit. You know what I'm saying? Like She, she should get $1.7 million a month for entertainment. Just saying anything. I, how you know how much Celine Dion costs to perform in the kitchen? <laughs> it was bizarre. The two mil a month is bizarre. In temporary support. So it's like, I got to give you the two million a month, plus whatever lump sum I give you down the line when we resolve this shit, and the two million a month don't go toward the lump sum. I don't get no credit for what I paid out already. Yeah, no. You're bugging, sis. If she would have said, give me like a little half a ticket a month, I, the nigga a billionaire, I can't say nothing. Two million a month is like, come on, sis. My thing is, do you think they, they spend two million a month? 
I've heard stories about Dre like he take real expensive vacations and shit like that, like five million dollar vacations and shit. But it'll be like forty people. Like yeah. he'll take the whole Beats staff or the whole Beats One Radio staff on vacation and do like an island and shit like that. Spend five mil on vacation, shit like that. Like nobody's allowed to pay for shit around him. That I get. But that's once in a while. No, I mean like, like him and her monthly. Do you think they spending two mil a month? Combined, yeah. Probably. Living expenses, mortgages, uh, leases, and upkeep. You know, your fucking landscaping bill on them type of properties is probably 200 a month. So it's like, yeah, I'll probably get that overall, them as a unit. But for her to just say, I, just me, Nicole Young, I need $2 million a month is like, and half of it is going to entertainment. entertainment? You bullshitting. Yeah. You bullshitting. Like, and the fact that you had to itemize it lets us know, like, you didn't think, y'all didn't think this through. And you got some scumbag lawyer that ain't got in your ear and is just shooting these crazy ass numbers at you based on the fact that California is a communal, uh, communal state and all of that old shit and 50% blah, blah. Yeah. But I got a, I got a prenup. And that's, yeah. and that's what nobody's talking about the presence of the fucking prenup. I think it's crazy that all the numbers are just solid numbers. You know what I'm it saying? It wasn't nothing like it wasn't nine hundred thirty-seven thousand five hundred. Like it was just right. even numbers. Like my car note is this amount, dollar, dollar, dollar. You know, my phone bill is eighty-seven dollars. Yeah. My water bill is this. Like it, it just hundred thousand, three hundred thousand, nine hundred thousand, seven. It just like how much is how much is your car notes? Uh, probably about seven thousand. Round up to a hundred. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> round up to a buck. See, I, got, I got the new Bentley and I got the Ferrari. I, the new Bentley and the Lambo truck. Both my notes is together. We looking at about eighty two. It's like eighty two fifty every month. All right, cool. So we're gonna ask for sixty thousand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no. you gotta put gas in the car, right? Insurance, tires and shit. Insurance. Don't you be burning rubber and shit right down there? Yeah, real talk. It's bizarre. It's crazy, man. Divorce seems so scary, man. A lot of people I do not want to go through one A lot of people have gotten turned off from the concept of marriage Because they see shit like this And they just like Especially successful men and women See shit like this and it's like nah Motherfuckers see what Mary J. Blige went through They like oh no you don't I had a conversation with somebody the other day And I, I was trying to explain like Marriage at this juncture of like life Like where we're at in just society The world, earth, you know It's gonna end in a couple of years the whole Definitely earth, so it's like, whatever. Twenty but, by twenty twenty seven, we're done. Yeah, we're finished. You know, somebody the other day tweeted was like, "Yo, real shit. What if the Mayans was dyslexic <laughs> and they meant twenty twenty one?" I was like, "Real suck." Like, but my thing is the marriage. It's not about love, liking a person, great sex, fun times. You know, best friend. At this point, it's like ninety nine percent a business. It's a business decision. transaction. It's, I just had a talk with my homegirl the other night. We was uh, in IG DM and we was talking back and forth about like who ruined the modern relationship between like men there. and women and all of that shit. And I was basically saying like, yo, the because she was basically like, you have on here was it rappers, Instagram, men or women? Yeah, like a four. Everybody's shit has shared responsibility in the shit. Fault. Um, but me and her specifically, because she was she's been married before, had a husband that didn't appreciate her, and this, this, and all of that old shit. And I'm like, listen, you've experienced it firsthand, so you're somebody that has the experience and has the uh, the data to go back and look and be like, this shit wasn't right, blah blah blah. I said, but ask yourself, 
what type of research and homework did you do on this man before you married him? Did you just want to be married so you just agreed to getting married? Did you talk to his mother? Did you talk to his father? If he has one, did you talk to his close friends? Did you talk to any of his ex-girlfriends? Like, what type of research did you do before you entered into this union right. with this person and committed your life to them? And she's like, I didn't do none of that shit. Yeah, of course. And most people don't. And that's why 51% of marriages end in divorce because people don't know who the fuck they're marrying. Right. You don't really know a person till you live with them, number one. And then number two, you marry them. So it's like if you didn't do no sort of specific deep dive on the person that you're planning to spend your life with or at least a chunk of your life with. Um, Cause nobody's going into it thinking like, I'm gonna be divorced in nine months, but yeah, that yeah. shit happens all, all the time. The time. Happened to Britney Spears, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like people marry for the wrong reasons, and I'm like, yo, because it's so easy to get married. You can go to Vegas, you can go to City Hall, you can whatever, you can go to your imam and get married. Like people just take for granted that it's like not a big deal, and that shit is a life commitment. I hear people be like, it, it's so weird. When people see that you're still together with somebody, like years, you know what the first thing they be like? Oh, that, that pussy must be crazy. <laughs> that, that's what motherfuckers, the motherfuckers think like that. Right out. Oh, that dick must be wild. <laughs> and it be like, what if what if she gets paralyzed? What if he gets paralyzed? Exactly. The, the, is the shit just, and that's where it be like, it's deeper than that to a certain extent. Well, not to a certain extent. It is deeper than that. It's, <laughs> it just, to every extent. To every extent. <laughs> it is deeper than that. So it's like, yo, if you're entering into a marriage based on the fact that y'all have really good sex, it's like, listen, mamas, let me you tell you. You already lost. Y'all got a good six year. Y'all are like the uh, the rockets. Like you got you got a <laughs> five to six year window before this shit is over with. Cause forty is right around the corner. Yeah. And now you having sex with a back brace on. And a back brace is never good. You know what I'm saying? But it's just it's the truth. So it's like yo, if you're entering into this relationship because they buy you shoes or you know Oof. constantly cash app you, it's just like. Well, what happened when he facing a federal indictment? You know what I'm saying? It's exactly. just, it, it like people just don't think, and they it, you you look up ten years, and you just like, damn, we struggling, or damn, this did done change, and it'd be like, yeah, it's a it's a business decision. Yeah. And if your business, it like it's tons of motherfuckers that can make money. Do you know how to save? Do you know how to budget? Do you understand credit? Do you know do you, how to invest? Do you, it's just a lot of these things that people just really don't think about. Something you just said, I thought was pretty interesting. I had this conversation with a chick a little while ago. This was like a couple months, and she was like. Like um, her, everybody, like, people be. I'm, I'm like the hoe whisperer now <laughs> on fucking. People just come to me with their problems yeah. and they shit. She was like her, the nigga she's talking to wants to meet her old niggas, and she thinks it's kind of weird. And I'm like, actually, it's not as weird as you ain't think. as weird as you think. Cause he trying to figure out why you with this big ass is single. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> At 34. Cause it's like, what's the issue that you got two mm. kids, no nigga around? Not the, the, like he's trying to figure out if you're the problem. Bingo. And it's like, no, nah, it's the equivalent of going in for a job interview, and they're like, "Where'd you work before here?" And you like, oh, "I worked down the Amtrak." And they like, "I'm so like, these niggas. I know <laughs> this nigga before a job." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, no, that's the thing. So it's like, um, being in a relationship. The one thing I've learned, like. You know, now that I'm like years in, it's yeah. like you definitely got to learn how to compromise. That's without a shadow of a doubt. Sure. But at the same time, you got to like want to 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 grow. You have to want to be better. And then you got to like really try. Yeah. Like you can't 
growing up, a lot of men out here don't really have a man around them. So you really don't understand the whole be about your words or be about you know, like your actions being louder yeah. than your words. It's like you really, really got to like try. And I hear women that like go through this divorce shit when they be like, yeah, like the nigga literally like motherfuckers just get comfortable or just lax. And it's yeah. just like, yeah, fuck she going to do. Fuck she going. Turn up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Turn up. We going to the hat. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, yeah, no, nah, you look up and you be divorced in fucking 13 months after yeah. a marriage. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, no, nah, that shit is it's it's deep. It's wild. Yo, I really want to explore the conversation deeper because I want to talk to like women about it. I do too. Um, and different types of women. I want to talk get some to women the, up here who actually speak. Yeah, I want to talk to some younger, some young. You know, we women. go through that often. I want to talk to some younger women. I want to talk to some women in their thirties, possibly in their forties, and see what the difference in philosophy is. And it's like the dating experience, married life, shit like that. Because it's like right now, like the other days, uh, Nitra Biggie Snugs had a tweet that said the dating Greatest pool tweet. got pee in it. Yeah. For sure Because the whole thing is like Everybody's trying to get an advantage Over the other person The guys are trying to finesse the girls The girls are trying to finesse the guys And they all want different things And the biggest problem with dating and relationships right now Is that people are selling shit That the other party is not buying I wasn't even going to say that's the biggest problem I feel like the biggest problem is the I don't want to get played So I'm not going to invoke emotionally invest. And, and I'm going to play you first Right And it's like you got you gotta understand something. If if I if I've made the 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 vow to marry you or or be with you and you have to be like wear your heart on your sleeve and you can't really trip off a of certain shit. You gotta know be what I'm saying? Right. So it's like you got motherfuckers out here that's just like so cool and just whatever. And if even down to like the back and forth dealings day to day between men and women, if she know that you don't. Like you say, apply pressure. I guess that's the new nigga term. Right. <laughs> if she know that you're not that type of person and you just going to let whatever go and whatever slide, a human is a human. They going to. Meek said in a song, if you fuck my bitch, I salute you. Listen, <laughs> I will not salute you. If I've you, been there. I, and, I, like, and I saluted the nigga. I'm not saluting anyone. I cursed. I cursed. You my stood girl. like this. But not Oh I got <laughs> like actual salute. That's what I'm thinking. I'm just saying the, the concept of it is. It was a situation where a couple years ago, like 2012, me and my girl at the time was in the process of breaking up. A couple years ago? That was a decade. Yeah, well, a long time ago. We were in the process of breaking up and shit like that, and we were having our issues, and she started dipping out and seeing somebody else. That wasn't so much the issue as she was lying about it and basically like manipulating what she was doing around me in order to do what she was doing as opposed to saying, like, yo, I'm dealing with somebody else, da-da-da, I'm out. Because she wanted to keep the security blanket of like, oh, maybe he'll wake up and still want me. And it's like, no, I don't want you no more. You can do whatever you want, but get the fuck out my apartment that I'm paying for. And it was that part of it to the point where it's like, yo, I got fed up. I ain't going to lie. I went through her phone because I'm just like, yo, you staying out. You got funny hours. You moving weird. I need to find out what the fuck is going on because this shit is going to eventually meet itself at my front door. And this is not some random chick. This is a girl I was with for seven or eight years at the time. Yeah. So I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. I go through her phone. I see all the shit. Fellas, if you, I don't advise you going through your girl phone, but if you do, go to the group chat. That's where the shit is at. Yeah. It ain't in the text messages with her and the nigga. It's in the fucking group chat. They tell it all. I go through the fucking group chat, boom, I find everything. Yeah, I stayed out with so and so last night, da 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 da. And I told Chad XYZ, I said, oh, I woke up out of sleep. 
<laughs> Yo <laughs> Nigga wake up Yeah go. wake up Yeah You gotta go Huh what's going on Yeah you gotta go I said go ahead Get your shit together I'm gonna help you Pack your shit up Uh Call your mom too Cause you ain't leaving here With my car Neither you can get the fuck out And it's just one of them Situations where it's like Yo It didn't have to be that way It didn't have to be An aggressive confrontation Because leading up to that I'm asking you What's going on Why you didn't come home this day Why this Why that And you're lying to me Over and over and over again So it got to a point Where it's like Yo you just insulting my intelligence I'm just any nigga now Like you have no respect for me So now yeah. You gotta get the fuck out yeah, see, I, I emotionally know what I can and can't handle. So if she leave her phone there unlocked, I'm going to just lock it. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can't. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing too good. I, I don't need an emotional breakdown at this juncture in my life. You know what I'm saying? Seriously, I just don't. I don't need that shit. So it's just like, yeah, I'm not one of them people. Like, I see motherfuckers just like, you know how niggas are playing? Yeah, I don't love these hoes. That line right there. When a nigga tell you he don't love these hoes, he in fact loves them hoes. I love all my hoes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> in like history, I've loved all my Ain't no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I, I ain't gonna hold you. Like, uh, I, I think Lil was like, yo, real shit, I be in love on day two. I just don't say nothing. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, real shit. It's like, dog, I love every fucking body. So it's just like, yeah, like, I get it. But... When it comes down to like the dealings of each other with that that dating shit now seems just it's impossible. It just seems impossible. It's just no way around it. It's impossible, and you, it's like I'm in a fairly new relationship. I've been with somebody for a year, and I I love her to death. I got a lot of respect for her. And every time I like my paranoia gets the best of me. Every time I thought she was on some bullshit, she wasn't. So after a while, I just had to just cool the fuck out and like just like everything that I thought looked like something. It was like no, because explained everything. I'm like, all right, cool, it's me. I'm tripping. And I just had to eventually just let my fucking guard down and just love this woman and just commit to being with her and just take all of the outside influences and the paranoia and all of that bullshit out of it. Because as men and as humans in general, we'll ruin a good fucking situation oh, yeah. just by being in our own fucking heads. I remember years ago, I thought she was like going to do some bullshit. So I followed her and we went, <laughs> we was at ShopRite. And I realized like after a while, I was just like, this is just stupid. Took it too far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I texted her like, hey, I'm about to come meet you at ShopRite. The whole time I was in the Already shop. here. Man, I had a situation a couple months ago. I thought she was on some bullshit She fell asleep early You were there for one of my uh, We ain't gonna get that No, the, no, the best jokes is like you call your homie, yo, where you at? I'm about to come get your car. You're <laughs> <laughs> switching cars, playing mirrors and shit. Yo, bro, shit. Yo, no, that shit bad, man. But listen, I thought she was on some bullshit, right? I, 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 I was she, like, she went to sleep like early as shit, like 11:30 or some shit. Like, I'm like, yo, this fucking bitch. I get up. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bitch, I'm gonna kill this bitch. That's really happened to me. She like, I'm going to sleep early. Yeah, you fucking run, bitch. Don't nobody go to sleep early. Fuck, you want to sleep four in the morning every night. Fuck, you go to sleep early tonight. Dog. But kill everybody up Dog. in this motherfucker. I get up, I cut her crib. Our car is sitting right in front of the house. I felt like such a dickhead. Yo. That's funny as shit. I just, after like two weeks, I had to come clean. I was like, yo, I ain't gonna hold you. I did some bullshit two weeks ago. 
Yo, I remember one day she came in from work and took a shower. I lost my shit. <laughs> Ripped the shower curtain down. The fuck is going fuck on? Take a shower. For <laughs> fuck type work you was doing. Yo, that's real shit though. Like as a man, you'll drive yourself insane. You'll, you'll be in your head on some bullshit and drive yourself crazy and drive a wedge into your fucking relationship. Right. Whole time she fucking a whole nother nigga. You know, <laughs> nigga in Yonkers, some fucking where you chasing the bitch around South Philly doing stupid shit. She's fucking a nigga in Mykonos, Greece. Yo, <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, real shit. I'm joking, but it's like, yo, you will really drive yourself nuts. And I've just gotten to the point where it's just like. Whatever's going to happen is going to happen. And that's why I tell people all the time when they, it's like, yo, if you sit around looking for the shit, you're going to find it. Something that I always say is that when people are looking for something, everything look like something. Terrence Howard, who, you know, we got endless beef with Terrence Howard. <laughs> but one of the, I used to see him at Cracker Barrel all one, the time. One of the greatest Terrence <laughs> Howard lines of all time in a movie was in Four Brothers when he told Bobby Mercer, Tyrese, Dre, and the other white boy, you keep knocking on the devil's door long enough, somebody's going to answer that motherfucker. And it's just like, yo, it's the truth. If you want some looking for shit, you're going to find something going to be crazy. Yeah. Something. At this point in life, I'm just too invested in my own happiness and my own forward motion. That's where I'm at. To engage in that type of shit. That's where I'm at. And it's just it's just wasted energy because then you go through all the processes like me and then be wrong and then you just a nut ass nigga. The craziest <laughs> part is when you put it all together. You know how you do a science project? <laughs> you got your your hypotheses. <laughs> you got your you got your procedures. Your thesis statement. <laughs> you, got, you got your conclusion. You got all that shit and you present it to her like, yeah, what the fuck is this? Cause da 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 and you da 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 and you went over here and why this money was in then. She like, well, damn, is she going to the closet and hand you the McQueen? She like, I only went to New York to get your ass the sneaks. You like, oh, damn, you know they had the black and white ones. And <laughs> these came my time. <laughs> damn. Like, that's you, you on the email list? <laughs> <laughs> Dog. So it's just like, yeah, you'll drive yourself nuts. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Nuts. Absolutely nuts. Looking for just nonsense. And it's like, yo, I've really just gotten to the point where if you're going to be happy, that's what the fuck you gotta be. You can't be happy a little bit. Yeah. You can't be happy sometimes. You just gotta be the fuck happy. If the girl or the guy that you with is handling the shit that you want them to handle, they fucking you the way you want them to fuck you, they make sure that you good. Make you a priority. Make you, it, it's just like, yo, you, it, like, like, uh, what, uh, Gary Owens say it was like, yo, Tiger Woods. Cheated on his on his chick. It's like yo, he a billionaire. You got the life you always dreamed about. You was a, a fucking cokehead waitress. You got the life you dreamed about. Yeah. He's like my wife a billionaire. She want to go get a little dick. Listen, I'll drop her <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like you gonna enjoy that shit, baby. <laughs> it's just what it is. You gonna fuck my bitch good this yeah. time. Stop playing games. Stop playing games. Said you busting four minutes last yo. time, homie. I get you a rhino if you need one, dog. Like, it's just truth, though. It's like, if you're going to be happy with the person you with, just be happy. Yeah, no But bullshit. all that other shit is just nonsense. And it's just, no. I, again, nobody is perfect. Nobody walking this earth surfaces. Yeah. Please, work with the kids. Work with the kids. It's just what it is. Nobody's perfect. So if you're looking for imperfections, you're going to find them. Because yeah. no one is perfect. You're going to drive yourself literally insane. And then nine times out of 10, 99 times out of 100, 9,999 times out of a stack, 
you gonna find the shit that ain't even the shit. Yeah, you gonna find some other shit. You gonna find some other <laughs> shit that ain't the shit, and you skip right over the shit. Like, nah, fuck that. You like, nah, cause, cause no, this, this Frankfurt nigga is it. I'm figuring this shit out. I say that shit all the time. Tell <laughs> how crazy this shit was. Nigga I worked with thought his wife was cheating on him, right? So he he telling us the whole shit. He like, yeah, man, I I think my my wife cheating on me, and I'm like. Yo, this really just isn't a conversation that's appropriate for the lunch table. You know what I'm saying? Like trying to eat my peanut butter and jelly. I'm warming up my lasagna from yesterday. Like, I really don't want to hear this shit. So he going on and on and on. He like, yeah, but see, she thinks she's slick. You know what I'm saying? So my man, my other homie Penn, he like, yo, uh, what make you think she cheating? Like, dog, I come home and we make the bed in the morning, but the bed is remade and the pillows be all adjusted differently. He's like, I be strategically placing the pillows this way. To see that they don't be moved when I come in the crib, but they be back. The bed be made, but the pillows be so. I'm like you. You really you You're you, overthinking this. You you, you reach it <laughs> So he was like, no, nah, but he's like, she thinks she's slick, but I'm a catcher. So I'm like, what you gonna do? He's like, I got her a teddy bear and one of the <laughs> yo listen. <laughs> he was like, he got her a teddy bear and one of the eyes the is a camera, and he he put it up in the bedroom or what? So I'm just like, look. Bro, she cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, because when you got to get the teddy bear with the eye in it, she cheating. You know what I'm saying? Like, people, if I got to call cheaters, you cheating. It's already a wrap. You cheating. It was years going by when I was like, yo, one of these nights, cheaters is pulling up on my fucking ass. Like, when you call cheaters and they go do an investigation and then Joey Greco come and meet you with a camera phone, it's like... <laughs> she cheating <laughs> You know what I'm saying Hey uh, Chad What's going on with this yeah. here It says here You told Tuesday morning She told you she was going to work As you can see She's coming out of uh, Nifty 50s with, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's just like She cheating You know what I'm saying And uh so was his wife cheating on him? No, it was his daughter. That was <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a wild situation, dog. Little daughter skipping school, getting yeah. hit. <laughs> it was nuts. It was bizarre. Yeah, some whole other shit out Yeah. Now you going to find some whole other shit looking for some shit. Now you trying to send your daughter to boarding school and all this crazy ass Little shit. slut. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Whole time your wife, she probably getting hit, but it's not all the. She at the fucking Motel Six out Brunswick. <laughs> like dog. The motherfucking end of the dove in the fucking uh, in the jungle room <laughs> with some tiger shit on. <laughs> <laughs> What's the scumbag drawing out Jersey? Uh, not in the end of the dove is up here. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cause I went there Feather one dust. night. Feather dust. I went there. I had the King Tut room. Let me tell you. I went there. <laughs> Let me tell you. Old head chick was like, "Yo, I want to take you to Feather Nest. So I'm like, I, I didn't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. It was years ago. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So I get out there. You know, it looked like a regular most. I'm like, the fuck is the purpose of coming here and shit. So I, as we in the lobby and shit, I'm looking at shit like, oh, they got like special rooms. And I, so I'm like, yeah, I'm a young boy. I'm like, we, we got one special room. She was like, yeah, relax. I got, I'm like, all right, cool. Hey, relax. I was like, cool. And I see on the joint, you get free champagne in the room. So I'm like, oh, shit, this joint nice. This is a five stars. <laughs> this is elite. <laughs> so we had the King Tut room, which was like his tomb or whatever, whatever. And I remember I came in and I'm like. It's hot, but this shit mad cheesy with the mirror on the <laughs> ceiling, all that shit. And then they they had the champagne bucket with the ice, and I pulled the sh the champagne out, and it was Verdi. And I was like, yeah, this is, <laughs> this is some low level. Eleven dollars <laughs> for the big bottle, <laughs> fucking featherness. <laughs> but no, nah, that's real shit. Like you go looking for like I'm, I would never in a million years. 
Never. Set up no cameras. Set up no motherfucking private investigators. No de- No. Once you do that, they cheat. Setting up the cameras, wild. It's wild. Because I don't want to see no crazy shit. I would just hope that, you know, if I'm living with a woman, that she has enough respect to at least get hit outside the crib. Go, go to, <laughs> go to the Red Roof Inn. Like, don't come here. Red Roof Inn Plus is nice. Red Roof Inn Plus is very nice. <laughs> very That's the conversation for another day. The Red Roof Plus is, is awesome. But it's just like, yo, go to the Red Roof Inn. Go to the fucking. Embassy Suites, go to fucking go get, go get hit behind Shaw like a respectable woman. What was the journal fifty first in Westminster? The Blue Moon. Blue Moon. Go, go <laughs> the fuck over there, like you know what I'm saying? Like don't don't come here. And that's the joint. Like my thing is, I'm not setting up no camera because I don't want to see. And now you can get the cameras with the fucking audio. Yeah, really, really <laughs> terrible. You can speak to them Jones. Hey, yo, bitch, what you in there doing? <laughs> hey, bitch. <laughs> hey, bitch, playing games. <laughs> Homie, I'm about 14 minutes away from the crib. <laughs> Google say I'm there in 12 minutes. <laughs> I suggest you get the fuck out. This bitch get you killed. Yo, you coming on the drone like fucking uh uh what was Gary Coleman on Martin? Mad dog. <laughs> dog. Somebody the other day tweeted that uh, Jay Prince talked like Mad Dog off Martin. I screamed when I seen that Yo. shit. That's exactly how he sounded. But yeah, man, uh I saw a, a, a meme the other day. It said niggas be uh, thirty five be- beefing with uh, teenage beefing with uh, beefing with teenagers. Fuck you. Fuck is your ops the Teen Titans? Yo, and I real instantly shit. thought about Jay Prince. <laughs> 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 they had beefing with NBA young boy. You fifty. So let's put a ribbon on this. Who poisoned the dating pool? It's a combination of the the, the primary. Blame that I give to are the rappers. I was going to say Instagram and Instagram. They gonna. share the boat of the blame, and I blame them because the rappers put this aesthetic out there that women gotta have certain shit, and if they're a nigga not doing certain stuff for them, then they are lesser than. Yeah, Jeezy, you gotta hold this L for stamping the Chanel bag in the fucking black culture. Nobody was thinking about Chanel bags before Jeezy put that fucking record out. All I ever want is a bad yeah. bitch in a Chanel bag. That's your fucking fault. So, Jeezy, you get the blame for that one. The rest of the blame is shared between Meek, the Migos, and Fabulous. Y'all niggas collectively ruined black women. Gunna and Lil Baby got to get a little bit for the new... But they came in at the end. Yeah, I was about to say for the new... Every song, Meek is bad bitch this, bad bitch that. Fab, a bad bitch call she wear ever since. Migos, bad and bougie. All of that shit ruined the perception of these young, impressionable black women and other women because hip-hop culture is pop culture and made them think, I got to have a sh- I gotta have a bad bitch starter kit. I got to get my titties done or my ass done or both if I'm flat-chested and got no ass. I got to fucking get a rolly. I got to get me a little baby Benz or a baby Range Rover. <clears throat> and I need a Chanel bag and whatever else. But I got to get those things starting off in order to be in the conversation because their thought process is if I have these things, even if I have negative 4,400 in my bank account, if I go to the right place and be seen in the in the right circles with the right people, maybe one of these rappers or athletes will wife me up and then fix all of my fucking problems. And they're living their life with the exception being the rule as opposed to accepting that 
those people that live that way are the 1%. So now they've all convinced themselves that they should be a part of that 1% that is mega successful and has all of this money, not knowing a lot of it is a facade. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I feel like as a person that doesn't give a fuck about any of these things, like I will literally put on... A, a, a pair of fucking sneakers that I paid five six hundred dollars for, and I wear ten dollar fucking shorts. You know what I'm saying? I right. don't give a. I don't. I don't need to have on a Mary jeans to feel like I'm better than or what. I, I'm just not one of them people. Hell, I can't fit half this shit. So it's just like it just never was a thing to me. But I'm I, a 36 and I can't fit half this shit. You know I'm wearing a 40 now in jeans. You know what I'm saying? Crazy as fuck. But it's just like yeah. I um I look at these people on the timeline and I see how. Every craze they're into yeah. and they're on. Right the, now is Chrome Hearts and Marine Sayre. They're losing I'm, their shit. Those Bottega Veneta shoes that's like the, the square slide, mm-hmm. the hill. Every single chick posts a picture. I've seen them. a chick post every color. Yeah. And it's She's just, like one of them e-commerce girls, got a little popping website, whatever. She posted every color. I'm like, ma'am, the summer is over in two weeks. And it's just like, that's the thing to go. If You, you got to have them. You got to have a, a Roly, the AP. You And mind you, it's, it's shit that's just better than all of this shit. But exactly. it's like, whatever the rappers say, you're right. It is the rappers. It's the rappers. You're right. It's not even. It, Instagram perpetuates it. But the rappers are the... They're the, the catalyst. Yeah. Because so, it's like pre-Instagram, you would hear this shit, but you wouldn't see it. Like Biggie would always say, you know, two Jesus pieces, but niggas wasn't dying to have a Jesus piece. It's just like, oh, okay. Biggie said Coogee sweaters, and it's like, nah, I get a Coogee, you know, they cool. But it's like, you're right. It really is. It's the rappers. The rappers it's rappers and Instagram together. You're right. And then men and women fall into rappers it. Rappers used Instagram to further push their message. I, w- one of the greatest things Drake ever said was like, uh... Say it's motivational purposes only, but you still had to show me. You see, I know because I studied you closely. And it's just like, yeah, like, and I love me. But the whole for motivational purposes only, it's not After for motivation. After a while, you're stunting on it. It's stunting. That's what it is. You're it's stunting. We can't lie about it. It's stunting. <laughs> you, you straight stunting. Yeah. That's it. This ain't for, like, uh, even me to a certain extent. Like, when motherfuckers comment on the weight loss shit, so like, and it be like, yo, you, you, the motivation is, is, is so dope. that It's like, yeah, it's motivational, but... Get it fucked up. <laughs> like, I'm really fucking it up. Like, it just is what it I is. I put a lot like, of fucking work, I put in work in it. I'm showing so it's my like, show. Yeah, no, like, I, t- I, like, I told uh, Luck the other day, I'm like, the shirt off pick is coming. You know what I'm saying? Just wait on it. Like, it's, <laughs> it's going to blow everybody's mind. But it's just like, no, it's, it's the truth. It's like, after a while, it's not motivation. Yeah. You just, you know, it, it, and I've seen people take, and this is why I got to give the blame to Instagram. People use Instagram Anything that they got that they feel like they're better than the next person. Gotta go to the gram. It's I'm talking not even clothes or watches. Whatever it I'm is. I'm talking about a meal, a television, uh uh some face cleanser. Anything. <laughs> anything that's separate. Oh damn, y'all bitches ain't catch that moon cosmetic cell. I got the, I got the whole set. It's whatever it is. Anything. You know what I'm saying? I peeped it like when the sneaker niggas have gotten to the point where like and you know for me and shout out Jules like we talk about all the time you even we sneaker niggas you I didn't even know you had to sell for us till the other day 
Yeah, I just bust I, I double tapped and I text Jules. I'm like, Chad, a real pussy. You see these, <laughs> you see these pussies that these fucking sell for? He was like, dog, he fucking it up with the, them, Jules. The other day, I just got the bio, I got the bio hacks early. Okay. And I got the uh, the blue uh, Yeezy V3s early. I didn't post the shit. That shit was sitting on my the fucking f- stove I, that, in my kitchen. I got kitchen. the V3s coming and shit. I missed on the fucking drop, but I, I found it, wound up getting a pair. I got a like, new sneaker plug. Right above, Tom, let me know if they got some 15. Yeah. But no, the... Um, the sale fours, they didn't even drop. Like I told you, they they were gonna drop in the sixteen and a half, yeah. and literally twenty minutes before the drop, they was just like, "No, biggest size is a fourteen, which is a twelve and a half a minute." I'm like, "What the fuck?" So they not even like out there in a the fifteen yeah. right now, but. Literally, niggas will go, and I'm not even talking about like special editions or like you know. Did you see the Grateful Dead dunks? You know, shit niggas like that. Pull some GRs. GRs. I'm talking about <laughs> G- niggas will go to kicks, snipes, whatever Y'all the fuck ain't got it's called. These. Yes, we all do. And, and, <laughs> we all have and they'll stand in line Saturday morning, get the general release sneaker, and then take a picture of the sneaker in a passenger seat, and it'd be like. Yo, those the red and white twelves. <laughs> like, go in the house, man. Like, why are you doing this? But that's really where we've got. Like, I post like, I posted the uh, the championship sixes. They're not out there in a fifteen. Right. They're unreleased in a fifteen. So literally, when I posted them, all my motherfucking sneaker motherfuckers following me was like, "Where the fuck you get the green Jones at?" I'm like, man, I had to go through the shit with R. Kramer. He like a sneaker nigga. Da da da. I'm like. They just not out there in a 15. So, right. you know, motherfuckers work for Nike and all types of brand ambassadors. They be getting shit on the low and whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you got to go through backdoor sneaker group channels. All. <laughs> this shit is like Indiana Jones to find some fucking <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> but it's just like, yeah, nah, for GR releases, motherfuckers do this. When, when motherfuckers, you know, do anything. It's yeah. like Instagram. I told you, I talked to a chick and she was just like, yo, she was like, I, she has a business, do pretty good. She was like, Instagram was fucking me up to the point where she was like, I started buying shit that I didn't need. She yeah. was like, I started buying Chanel bags. She was like, instead of me paying my son tuition for the year, she's like, I'm going to buy a $4,400 bag because it's like, and she's like, I go on Instagram, I see bitch five years younger than me got eight colors of the same bag. <laughs> and it's just like, what the fuck? Yeah, you feel lesser than And it's all, me and Carl talked about this this morning on the way in. We was trading voice notes and shit. And it's all a form of separatism. Mm-hmm. Like, People, we, we've been talking about, and again, we've been talking about this conversation just in general. People have no sense of community or care for nobody else. So whatever they can do to say, I'm doing better than you, whether it be they fucking the school they kids go to, the fucking places they eat, wherever they vacation, whatever motherfucker can do to show like, shit, wherever I'm, they on buy some, weed. I'm on some other shit. Yeah. You, ain't, you ain't smoking this. Whatever it is, a motherfucker can't wait to throw it in people's face. And it's like, yo, y'all wonder why people dislike you. Yeah, <laughs> like, Motherfuckers live on the same block. And be like, yeah, they got that cheap ass door. <laughs> My door costs twelve hundred. You see the sighting, nigga? Yeah, yeah. Like we're the same house. Motherfuckers will talk shit about the they same w- row house. They same row house. They're real and see, I was all fucking getting. They 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 just got it done. Cheap ass motherfucking contract. <laughs> it's like it's just what it is. People are like that. My thing is, it's nothing wrong with having nice shit. Yeah, it's nothing wrong. You want to have an anklet? You want to have a watch? You want to have Yeezy side? Whatever the fuck it is you want to do. Do it. But when you get to the point where this is how you, like, basically, this is how you determine who's going to be in your life based off of what they have and what they do. That's when you're full of shit. You're not going to find genuine. You're going to find... C, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, QCO, uh, QP, what's his name? Uh, uh, P. P, from, you know what I'm saying? From QC. I don't know why I got all them, them all them <laughs> QC, letters. QC and all and them and letters just jammed the fuck up. <laughs> but it's just like, no, you're going you gonna to run into a future. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Future got an eighth baby mom. Future, like, hey, man. 
And shit. I see you when I see you. Shit crazy out here. <laughs> and they not going to stop being future baby moms. He going to have a ninth. He going to have a tenth. For sure. The eighth one was trying to get 53 a month. And got 3,200. You know what I'm saying? It's just what it is. It's like they not going to stop. So that's why people like, oh, future toxic and future terrible. And it'd be like. Uh, At what point do we take personal responsibility for our own actions to say, why would you get involved with a person that has this sort of a life? Imagine you getting with future, getting pregnant, having a baby, going through all the emotional turmoil. Because I know you was tormenting the girl. Going through all that emotional turmoil for fucking 10 months. Having a kid, still going through emotional turmoil to get th- fucking 39000 a year in child support. Crazy. You can fuck with me and get more than that. I'll give you more, I'll give you more than 39000 a year. Yeah, but I'm definitely giving it to rappers on Instagram for who ruined it. For sure, it's not even close. For sure, it's it's the the rappers is just it's it's just it's terrible. Like they're rap legit at this point. It's not really about anything. Oh, to the point where you hear rap that's about shit. Like you hear Nas's new album. I was (laughs) I was listening to Common the other day in the gym, and I'm just like, God damn! When you hear songs like Faithful or Go that Joan, you hear the corner. You know the the food, the foot. Like you hear them Jones, and you just like. God damn, Common can rap his ass off. But literally now, rap is just spent 30 racks on a rap bitch, could have went and bought a brick, caught a million worth of chains, ass icebox, everybody lit. Like, that's what rap is now. It's just stunning. And, and Instagram is the stunniest of the stunting. Because it's all pictures. It's all. You ain't even got to post no captions. Niggas. It's le- all pics and videos. Niggas legit will go as far as. They'll you the video will cut on and he'll have this much cash and put it up on his shoulder and you go to tap and it'll be like video has no sound. What the <laughs> fuck is the purpose of this? Like just you could have took a picture. <laughs> just stunt trying to get them views up. Play ball. Just stunt. That's all it is. And my biggest problem with the whole shit is like rappers started it, but women adopted the aesthetic to the point where they're f- ain't just women. Niggas is niggas is retar- ridiculous too. Niggas lay their outfit out on a bed and take a picture. For sure. <laughs> like, first day of school. Like, it looked like a stick man <laughs> laying on the bed. It'd be a shirt, jeans, a little fucking Louis wallet, yeah. sneakers. This shit be laid out on the bed. I see niggas do that, and I just be like, what in the fuck? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I just think 397 that, likes. I just what, think why? The, the dating part of it, I think that women have adopted the, the, the these ethics so much that they've kind of forced it upon a lot of these young boys to where they feel like if they don't have this or that, they're lesser than. And it's like, I got to have 10,000 to fuck with this girl and blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of forcing them like some of these kids are good kids and they're almost being like forced into like shit that they're not ready for I, and shit that they can't handle because that's the only way that they can make money to keep up with the aesthetics that they seeing on Instagram and hearing on these rap You don't get it fucked up. It's a two-way street. It's, it's ridiculous both ways. I see women tweet shit like um, if you want to get my attention, give me some money. And they'd be like, God damn, I don't, I don't work. I like you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't work no more. To hello. Yeah, how you doing? <laughs> you just get a bitch like, man, that shit don't work no more. But no, it's definitely a two way street. Like, the men are ri- just, I always say, to me, men are even more ridiculous nowadays just because. fanned out. Because men have literally gotten to the point where it's just like, if I sling some dick, I can get an apartment. It's like the way women used to be. I get this whole up. I can get an apartment. I can get a little car. You know, I can eat. You know, niggas be like, if I eat this ass. I'm gonna I sling some dick, nigga. I, I, all I, summer. I, right. I could be in the wheel. I could be in a crib. I could motherfucking get some jeans. That's the way niggas act. So it's like, yeah, it's a, it's an equally ridiculous two way street. But at the the conception of it. 
rappers talking the shit that they talk and then Instagram with the stunniest of the stunners. It's just, it's literally to the point where I said the other day, Instagram burns me the fuck out. It's enough to... And I don't even follow all this bullshit. It's enough to drive an otherwise grounded person insane. Like, if you impressionable, it's enough to just make you be like... What the fuck? Me, like, I just laugh at it's it. It's sensory overload yeah. because we people of a certain age, yeah. we've experienced shit, we live a certain life, been places, shit like I, that. I just so it's like the fuck we up. ain't affected by it because at the end of the day, what little baby and gunner doing is not affecting my household. Like, it's, a, it's a chick I recently unfollowed her. She was nice looking, <laughs> but she 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 followed me. I followed her back. I'm real like I don't follow people that don't follow me. I'm you know whatever. Fuck y'all. I, I, they got a 48 hour window because yeah. I ain't nobody's fan. No, that's how I feel. But she followed me. She nice looking. I followed her back, and I you know just. Nice looking younger chick. You can tell her, she just her her birthday. She was holding up a balloon. It was a two and a four. So I'm like, okay, a little twenty four year old, whatever, whatever. And she recently went to Miami. You know, Miami's open, allowing niggas to come nig and shit. And <laughs> Miami's open ten a.m. to ten p.m. Yeah, and niggas is down there like never before. And she posted a, a picture at. The Sugar Factory in Miami, you know, nice little restaurant. Sugar today. Factory, aka uh, Miami Fridays. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what it is. And she posted a picture, and the caption was, "Oh, I thought a bitch that don't never leave the hood said something." <laughs> and I just unfollowed. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I lost, I lost, I lost my allure for wanting to see this stuff. And I just like because you at that point you know it don't get no better no your food was $87 no and yeah. you talking sp- spicy <laughs> yeah and my whole thing is like just the 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 why it ain't even the action it's the why the who what yeah, when where and why it, yeah, like, like why why are y'all so outwardly like aggressive like on some rawr shit it, like, it, it's just you know but it's separatism it's like that, that, I'm doing shit y'all bitches ain't doing but what's crazy is a bitch is, could never a bitch could never and, and it was crazy is it's, it's gonna be bitches in the comments like yes fuck it up yeah, sis she ain't talking to me she talking to the ops and the ops but then the <laughs> ops is gonna see it like I'm fighting that bitch when she get home <laughs> That bitch face. <laughs> the ops is sharpening the blade on the stone. <laughs> on a strip of uh, yeah. raw hide. <laughs> Waiting for this bitch to come back. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, American Airlines. I would like to see. Is Shaniqua Thompson Yo, on flight 807? It's a, it's a whole conundrum. Yeah, we'd be here for four or five hours talking about the, the, the uh, right. dynamics of Instagram and rappers and just how it trickles down to just every day. Because I see people, like I told you, when Meek was like, you fuck my bitch, I salute you. And I'm just like... Ain't Not no, really. Ain't no salutes <laughs> going out. Like, But people hear these rappers say these things and they they believe it. They take yeah. it in stride. And then... Let's think about how ridiculous... Like the whole thing of like I like the city girls. I fuck with the city girls because they make they make fun music, they make women feel empowered and all of that old shit. And they speak to a certain demographic. However, these girls is out here living descriptively by these city girls' lyrics. And meanwhile, one of them in a relationship got pregnant and the other one was in love with Lil Uzi and had a whole meltdown on social media because he fucking was fucking some other bitches. So it's just like, yo. They don't even believe the shit that they say and, and y'all living by you, it. You just made me think about this because I actually did this the other day with one of my homies. He's a fabulous fan. And he was like, yo, I don't understand why y'all always be talking shit about fab. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, you don't. Oh, you're, so, so, yo, you don't. You know? Funny you said that. And he was like, I don't get it. Like, fab can really rap. And I was like, fab is the king of cheat. Because apparently fab and Joe Buttons had a bad outfit battle. 
Oh yeah, something. on Joe Button Fits page, they had the verses twenty bad outfits. So it wasn't Joe Buttons. No, no, no. It was Joe Button Fits the page that. Oh, we... the, the pair of outfits. <laughs> oh shit! It was right. the ultimate verses. Okay, I thought it was like Joe Buttons and Fab battling. Oh. Like nigga, you look terrible here. Whatever, whatever. So my homie was like, I don't understand why Fab gets such a bad rap, and I'm like, because Fab has like a lot. He has good songs. He's a good rapper. And that's yeah. Fab's a really good rapper. He's an excellent rapper. He's not trying. That's but, the problem. But he has so many. Cheesy bad lines. He was like, I must be missing these jokes. So <laughs> I went on Google. Let me drop and let me I, give them to I you. typed in, swear to God, I typed in bad fabulous rap lines. A website came it's up. It's a forum. <laughs> it and it it's the 50 worst fabulous lines of all time. <laughs> so I screenshot this because I had to get these off. I'm glad you made me remember this. Okay. So uh they got the top eight on here. The top eight is number funny. eight. Your broken rollerblade cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's, that's eight. That's number eight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, brain number seven. Brain so wet she must drink smart water. I said that's pretty horrendous. That's pretty bad. Uh, number six. She fucking like a nigga. That's a she male. <laughs> I, I, I didn't never even heard that one. All right. <laughs> Number five, I sit and get fried, call the weed electric chair. I said, all right, fam, that was terrible. Number four, which is my personal favorite, my shit bananas like a monkey's number two. I said, I don't get that one at all. Uh, number three, I'm raw, dog, you safe sex. Number two, it's a movie, get your goobers, nigga, yeah, deep, get your scuba. <laughs> I, I don't understand that. And then number one was my all-time favorite terrible rap line. I know her feet is. are killing, killing her. Call it suicide. suicide. <laughs> and it had honorable mention. I'm so NY like the people who make PlayStation. I've never heard. I was like, it took me so long to get that. I was like, so NY Sony. <laughs> oh shit! I was like, yo, fam really got a lot of bad rap lines. Fab is terrible, dog. But they got a whole fucking website dedicated to it. And my man was like, yeah, y'all just hate it. Man, <laughs> like, talk that shit. You playing games. Yeah, no, nah, that that broken uh, that broken rollerblade, you a cheapskate. Yo, that was a rate. <laughs> <laughs> that was a rate. Well, you start the list with that job. I was like, yo, what? The, but it had 50 on there. That was the, I just, I don't yeah, want to screenshot yeah, all of them. Yeah. Those were the top eight. I wasn't fucking stitches. My shit bananas, like, like a, a monkey, monkey number, number two. Because so like, monkeys eat bananas, bananas so and then they, they shit is number two. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> she fucking like a nigga that's a she-male is wild. Cause that's just a whole How did you how did your nasty brain even get there? <laughs> like whatever 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 internal GPS took your nasty brain to this spot. You need to delete that software. But you got a nasty brain to come up with that with that shit. Yeah. Fucking like a nigga. Nobody in the studio is like, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> Yo, that's the worst part. Of it. It's no quality control with none of these raps, man. Yo, like, real shit. It's nobody to be like, hold on, wait, what you say? Say that again? Play that back? Terrible, man. Terrible, terrible. No, nah, delete terrible. that shit. Uh six nine. Since we talking about ridiculous yeah. sides of rap. It might be over. It's, the jig is almost up, brother. I, I almost feel bad for the little nigga, man. Because as ridiculous as he is, 
as as much nonsense as he started, as much controversy as he's kicked up, as much asshole shit as he's done in the last couple of weeks, going to Nip Memorial, fucking around with uh, Bond dirt, dirt about his cut, all that nonsense that he's done. I hate to be that guy, but the little nigga do got a point. We just went through the whole shit about Spotify and Apple and Tidal. He does have a point with what they push and what they don't push. Now, you're going to get a lot of jokes this week. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to figure out why the shits were disqualified. Because Taylor Swift, all of them, they do... Packages. Uh, Travis Scott did a whole joint when his shit dropped, but they changed it. That's why I'm trying to figure out what. Yeah, what they it, changed. Do the you rule. know? They changed the rule like six weeks ago because artists were basically uh, artists that normally would sell forty thousand, like Nav, were selling one hundred and sixty-seven thousand units the first week because they had these V Loan collabs and these Revenge collabs and like all of these companies that don't really drop merch like that, but. But they were doing the artist merch or whatever like that for the album rollouts. So now it got to the point where it's like where Billboard was just like, bruh, we're not unless this shit is something directly tied to the music and technology. We're not counting this shit. So it's like if you want to sell a motherfucker a phone for 400 with your album preloaded on there, we're going to count that. But all these T-shirts and beanies and Khaled try to sell an energy drink and like all this <laughs> fucking nonsense that y'all are doing to beanies to boost y'all fucking album sales, it's over. Like yeah. it's a wrap. Either you sell music and stream music or you don't. Right. We're, we're tired of the stupid shit. You know what I'm saying? Because... When Juice World album came out recently, I bought every piece of merch. I got the album on my phone, and I got nine different digital downloads available, plus the stream from Apple Music. I haven't listened to the album one time. Yeah. So it's like, did I really buy the album, or did I buy the merch? And then that's and then the you and then at that you bought ten albums. I bought ten albums. Yeah. I'm one dude with ten albums, when I, and I didn't even get my merch yet. I <laughs> like, want two months. Nas <laughs> dropped uh, um. For his new album, Kings Disease, he has uh, merch on his jaw, and he has a um, what's the name of the song? Because I wanted one of the shirts. Uh, of course, I gotta go back. Where's my library? Uh, oh, to the wars one, the John with Dirt. He got a shirt to say that with like the roses shit from the actual yeah. cover and I liked the shirt and I was like damn I want the shirt and I clicked on it on the website it was like $27 and it comes with a digital download so I'm like I emailed him like how much without the digital download I got the shit already <laughs> knock the five off for the digital download and it's every like literally if you buy a fucking uh um, he had headbands. If you buy a headband, nigga, it's a digital download with the yeah. shit. So it's like, so basically, <laughs> Billboard saw all of that shit and was like, ah. And prior, when Six Nine had the song with Nicki Minaj, they debuted at number one, and then the shit dropped to like seventeen or eighteen. No, it dropped to eleven. The next eleven, week. and then the following week it dropped to like seventy something yeah. because they were uh, using uh. YouTube and Instagram and Facebook advertising to push people to stream the record. Right. So they're like, yo, you can't have a percentage higher than like 20% of paid advertising pushing towards your streams or anything past that. We disqualify it. So that's why every week the song just kept falling further and further down the chart and now it's off the chart. Right. So it's basically like the same thing. So they're like, yo, y'all trying to merch bundles, y'all doing paid advertising, like all of this shit, and we just like not with none of it. So we disqualifying shit left and right. So in 6 ix 9 case, he got an extra 
extra bad because now he's shadow banned on all the DSPs. DSPs are digital streaming platforms. So basically what that means is labels pay for prime placement on that new music releases on Apple Music, on Tidal, on Mm -hmm. Spotify, so that whenever music comes out on Thursday night, Friday morning, your shit is on the front page because people can only consume but so So much much music on a week-to-week basis. And there's thousands of albums dropping. So whatever we feel are the most important projects are getting pushed. So for last week, his album came out last Thursday. Only thing that's getting pushed, hip-hop, is Big Sean. Big Sean. That's the only one that's out there. And it's to the point where NBA Youngboy got a pre-order for his album that come out, I think, this week. Yeah. His shit is number four. Six Nine is number five. Right. So it's like, yo, a motherfucker pre-order with two songs available on it is charting higher than this artist with 200 million fucking followers on social media. Right. How is that possible? Because they're not putting the placement out there. And I just was like, damn, I thought Youngboy in 6ix9ine uh, was putting albums out. And then I looked at Youngboy's shit. His shit's still on pre-order. And I and I finally found 6 9 shit. And I was like, uh, I wasn't fucking going to play it anyway. But I'm just like, damn, that's crazy. They really like just bumped his buried. shit off. They buried it. Yeah. They buried it. Like, he already wasn't getting no playlist love. That nobody's playing him on radio. And then now they basically took the placement away from him. You out of there. Crazy. So it's almost over. He he got the he about to go away soon. Like Did you see the the shit with Gilly? Well, he tried to call Gilly? No, I didn't I heard about it. I didn't watch it. Okay, so Gilly basically played on their podcast. Shout out to them too. I like their shit now. Million dollars worth of yeah. game. Him and Wallow and they got a white girl on there. That's my dog. The um he called Gilly and left him a message and was like, "Yo, look, let's do it. One on one, sit down, me and you." Uh, you can ask whatever, no holes bars. You don't fuck with me because I've ratted or whatever, whatever, however you want to say it. Let's do it. No holes bars. You can ask anything. He's like, you look at all these other motherfuckers, Active, Charlemagne, all these motherfuckers. I ain't sitting down with none of them. I don't do sit downs, but I do it with you. We do it one on one, no holes bars. It, uh, you, 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 y'all, y'all blow the fuck up after that shit. You know what I'm saying? And Gilly, like, yeah, I don't do no interviews with no rats. <laughs> That's just it. And. It, it it just looks so bizarre because it's just like, damn, it really is. You calling around trying to set up the... You're trying to push yourself on people. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> and you just had a number one and a number three record. And you trying to force yourself on the culture like, yo, somebody, please talk to me. Because he knows how powerful that in their internet media is from them Breakfast Club interviews. So now when that's stripped and taken away from you, it's and the like... I'm sure they won't bring him up there. It's a rap. It's a rap. Nobody wants to talk to this kid. Joe Buttons won't even say his name <laughs> on their podcast. So it's just... It's it's almost Somebody over. Somebody the other day was like, would y'all interview 6 9 I'm like, I doubt it. No. Nah. I it's like... It's fucked up because the bag is like right there. It's looming. Yeah, but it's just like, nah, I, I, I doubt it. Just because it's like. I think it could do more harm than good in the long run. Exactly. Because you know at the end of the day, you're not about to come in and have an interview where, where you're contrite or sincere. You're yeah. literally about to come in here and. You want to tell the same bullshit story you've been telling for two years. Throw smut. You know, like yeah. just be on some weird shit. So. He did a. a, a IG Live with some guy the other day. I don't know who the fuck this guy is, but it ended up on Billboard's page of all fucking places. And he was basically like, well, how come if everybody loved Drake, why he had to go to Chicago with a bulletproof yeah, vest I on and nobody say nothing about that, but 6ix9ine go with security with no bulletproof vest on. And I'm just like, are you stupid? Like, are you dumb? Yeah, that was bizarre. Do you not realize you fucking, fucking throw smile on all they dead homies, talk shit to all these guys, all this bullshit... 
Are you retarded? You shot. You got somebody to shoot at Chief Keith. Like, what do you mean? Why? Why is not? A, why is the problem for you to be there with security? Like, so it's just like, yeah, he's just so ridiculous. I just can't even take that dude serious. And it's like, yo, he's just running with a narrative that only he is pumping. And it's like, yo, it's, it comes down to who do you choose to believe? And in reality, the court documents are what they are. That shit is in straight up black and white. And this is factual information of what happened. You gave testimony. You were charged with eight different things. You evaded pretty much all of your fucking charges. Right. You sent your best friend uh up the river for the chief keeps shooting on top of the shoddy shit on top of Mel murdering them on top of Harv and the other dude that's still yet to get sentenced you came out 74 years in prison time with two more life sentences looming right what do we want to talk to you about everything is already laid out bro yeah but somehow some way he just want to try to like spin this narrative and then Akon weird ass was out in the media being an advocate for him that was strange that and was it was cr- because it's like with Akon, it's like, bro, you stood up and did your time. You went to jail for three and a half years for your role in a in, in a car theft ring and all of that. And you had co-defendants. You had an opportunity to tell and you nor them did. And you got real niggas around you from what everybody says. Vlad said it. Joe said it. A bunch of different people said like, no, Akon's solid. And he got real niggas around him. Why are you advocating for this? Yeah, It makes it's bizarre as fuck. And it's like, bro. They had to give you some money or something, or you just missing the limelight so bad you trying to get back out there. It's goofy. Could be about him trying to build a city. I don't know. He got the funding for it already. He got the Chinese money from that, and I heard that's like some super nasty shit behind the scenes about that shit, where it's basically like Akon secured a multi-billion-dollar loan from this Chinese company because he had a relationship with him and passed the loan off to the city to pay. And he's collecting the the vig on the money, like he's collecting the interest on the loan. But in reality, Senegal as a country is paying back the loan, and it's not Akon securing his funding. Uh, it's him passing the loan off. Oh, so like wow. people in Africa like don't fuck with Akon because of that shit. Damn. Because he's aiding in the Chinese penetration into Africa, which has been an issue like the last 15, 20 years of them basically trying to pillage all the resources and shit out of Africa and take over from China. And he's aiding, he's like a Trojan horse for that shit. Well, you know, everything comes from Africa. Literally everything. (laughs) Paul Moody said, uh, people think rice comes from Asia. I don't know why. They just think that he's like, that's fake. He was like, when the war was going on back in the day, Africans threw the rice at the Asians. And the Asians were scared. He said, don't touch it. Pick it up with sticks. (laughs) (laughs) That's how the shit went. Is it true? How much time we got, T? Wrapping it up. Uh... Real quick, you want to talk about Steve Nash? I want, yeah. Let's do this, the, 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 the kid shit with the virtual learning next episode we can have. Because I want to have like people come for that. Yeah, for sure. The, um, Steve Nash got a job with the Brooklyn Nets. Four Thanks. years to be the head coach. My initial reaction was, I fucks with Steve Nash. I, I, Steve, I, I was a Mavericks fan, real heavy back in the day. And when Steve Nash was there with Finley and Dirk before Mark Cuban lost his mind, I, that was my squad. <laughs> so I always fucked with Steve Nash. Uh, when he went to the Suns, you know, he became the fucking man. I didn't really like the fact that he had an MVP over Kobe that one year, but that's neither here nor there. Giannis got two MVPs and Kobe got one. Did Giannis get the second one? He's going to get it. They gave it to him they already? saying like it's a d- formality. Like it's I didn't know they gave it to him. I didn't know they physically gave it out yet, though. I don't think they gave it out yet, but it's, it's done. And Depoy. And defensive player of the year. Nasty. <laughs> and Kobe got one. About to straight get, well, he's not going to get swept. 
Chris Middleton buried a three the other night. Yeah, a gentleman sweep. A gentleman sweep. Yeah, it's like I don't, I don't. I, Giannis just ain't it to me. But that's a whole, that's a whole story. Let's for not. Day. <laughs> but I, I, I always liked Steve Nash. So when I saw it, my initial reaction was, oh shit, that's what's up. Steve Nash got a head coaching job. Then like a good six or seven minutes, I was like, has this nigga ever coached anywhere? And my initial reaction was, I didn't even know Steve Nash was interested in coaching. That, that's why I'm like, damn, did he coach somewhere? And I was like, maybe I missed that. Because I'm like, I knew he would be around the Lakers. I knew he would be around Brooklyn. But I never seen him, like, actually in a assistant coaching Jason right. Kidd-type position. So I'm just like, hi. <laughs> and then, of course, you've seen, you know, all the Dr. Umars come out on the timeline. Like, this is the shit we be talking <laughs> about. And then I thought about it like, yo, they right, though. Like, why the fuck? It's Steve Nash got a head, and I'm like his relationship with Kyrie and KD, and it it must be that real. Basically, what happened was when he was in, he was a a special consultant in Golden State, right? And it literally turned into like being KD's player concierge, like his handler. KD was like, "No, come over, (laughs) fuck them niggas, come over here with me." And it got to a point where it was like it was all these like pregame workouts and shit. You would see KD doing it was all the Steve Nash shit, all the soccer drills and. Yeah. The one foot shots and the fallaways and it was all Steve Nash shit and they was like yo as an MVP of the league it, like in a you know a, a finals MVP KD still was like heavily leaning on Steve Nash and he grew to love him to the point where it was like yo I get my wherever I'm going next like I I want you and basically it's a thing of. KD and Kyrie signed off on it. Sean Marks is a former player that played with Steve Nash. Right. So he's hiring his guy. And based on, like, you know, what everything that people know about him, his basketball IQ, his empathy, the fact that he's been an ally to black people. Fucking, he had uh, Steven Jackson living in his crib mm-hmm. once upon a time when he was in Dallas and shit like that. And it's like all of these different things of, like, how he's helped people out. People are basically, like, even the black Part of the NBA is like nah, y'all. Doctor Umar has got to cool the fuck out. Like if y'all want to call white supremacy, I get it, but not on this one. Like y'all can't call it on this one. This is a situation where Katie and Kyrie ain't going nowhere where they can't be in control and pick who they want to be a part of this organization. They signed off on the shit. Y'all just got to eat this one. Right. And Stephen A. Smith of all people. Because he's been bootlicking for 15 years. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, this is the hill that he wants to die on about the Steve Nash shit being, um, you know, being white supremacy. Bootlicking is always, it's never not funny. Like, and it, it's just it's just a strange, like, to see him, like, quadruple down on, like, all last week from when the story broke to the end of the week was Stephen A reiterating his point and Going deeper into his point from the original day. Yeah, I try not to listen to Stephen A. Smith, man. <laughs> it's hard. I, I pause. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I yes, you know, do do black coaches? I always say it like, you know, if you a black coach, you get one good shot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know. When when Steve Kerr got the position with the Warriors, you know. Me, I was one of them. What the fuck? Because Steve Kerr wasn't a coach. You was know executive. what I'm It was like, what the fuck? And watching the Warriors win that first championship, then they lost to the, to the Cavs in 16, but then they won in 17. And just, I'm just like, damn, Mark Jackson put this fucking team together. And I remember uh, Bob Vulgaris. He was the NBA's number one better back in the day. Yeah. Now he's like an executive in the analytics department for uh, D- Dallas. He said in like on a, a podcast, he was like, 
the Golden State Warriors are a David Lee injury away from a championship. He said that. David Lee got injured. <laughs> Draymond Green won a championship. The rest is history. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he really said that. He was like, the Warriors are a David Lee injury away from a championship. And it's just like, yeah, Mark Jackson drafted Clay. He drafted Steph. He yeah. drafted Dre. Like, he drafted him. But Steve Kerr was the one who came in. And even when you look back, we talked about it in the group chat. When you look back at, like, the 14 Warriors and you see some of their, like, rotations. I mean, the 13 Warriors, you look yeah. at, like, some of their rotations and uh, – just their schemes on defense, they weren't championship. No, like, it was, it's a whole different team. It's a whole different team. Steve's Steve. Kerr installed the motion offense, right. which put their offense light years ahead of it. And there was shit behind the scenes with Mark Jackson that people didn't know about. Yeah. Like, he was fucking, there was a whole Sports Illustrated story on it. We've talked about it, but it was a whole Sports Illustrated story about, like, how he would play mind games with Steph, stardom, sit him, stardom, sit him. Mm-hmm. He was telling them AC Law is better than you and, like, all this goofy shit that he was doing. And I'm like, Mark Jackson's a dickhead. Yeah. Like, so once it's like once all of that comes out and then you realize like him and uh the GM hated each other and all of that shit, it's like, yeah, you usually get fired when you hate your boss or your boss hates you. Like yeah. that's just regular shit. So it's like, but to see him not get another shot or an opportunity yeah. to redeem himself is especially strange right. because he did a lot with a team full of puppies and it's like given that it's like well damn motherfucker don't get a, another shot in a decade like you don't get a, nothing right that, that shit is wild you know what i'm saying but there were some examples of like you know players that uh retired instantly got jobs and shit like that but they didn't get this level of a job no, yeah and that was Stephen a's main argument like yo like i'm not saying that you know it wasn't elite point guards of all colors that got jobs jason kidd being one with the brooklyn job i think that brooklyn team was like they were picked to fit they were they had the fourth highest odds to win a championship but they was all fossils they ended up breaking down that kd paul pierce joe team, johnson, joe johnson yeah. all of the dinosaurs they ended up breaking down they were old as shit they didn't do nothing um then he got the milwaukee job with the milwaukee job he got a bunch of puppies but the reason why jason kidd got the lakers coaching job even though he was unceremoniously fired from milwaukee is because of his player development right. he brought Giannis along he brought uh, what was the center ball name that they had that was really good for a couple years? Like number 34. Henson. John Henson. John Henson, but it was somebody before him. Oh, uh, Larry Sanders. Larry, Larry Sanders. Sanders. He Damn. brought Larry Sanders along. Like, so it was like his player development. He's doing like production now, I believe. Yeah. He's like a producer. He's like killing it too. So it was like, you know, so it was like because of his, because of that, it was like, yo, you kind of like a nut ass nigga. Like you be getting DUIs and like trying to like rub your dick on bitches. Yeah. But we going to just stash you in the Lakers organization until Vogel get his ass fired and then right. we're going to promote you. But now he's trying to get the Sixers job. Yeah. But it's like, you know, Players, black players, black elite players have been afforded opportunities. Nothing like what's going on with this. But Ty Lue did get the fucking Cavaliers job, right. which was a champ. Any team with LeBron on it is a championship contender, especially in the fucking East. Right. So Ty Lue got the, what's got the Cavs job and LeBron lobby for that. Somebody else pointed out uh, Isaiah Thomas had got the Pacers job after they went to won the Eastern Conference. Right. And they lost. I think Larry Bird retired yeah. or whatever. And then Isaiah got the... Uh, the job for the Pacers and shit. So there are some examples, but nothing to this fucking level where it's like you get a fresh KD, a fresh Kyrie, and a, a team that's twelve fucking deep that just went to the playoffs. Yeah, no. <laughs> and my thing be like, just 
and all sports, football, Tubby Smith, you know. Football like, is a whole nother fucking the, conversation. The, what's his name from the Steelers is like the only one. Mike Tomlin. Like Mike Singletary put that 49ers team together. They like, oh, you can get the fuck out of here now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not asshole. Yeah, oh, yeah, fuck out of here. Like, it's just the way it go. Um, you know, you, you look at coaches who were just like kind of terrible. Yeah, but they white and they just hang around Chip, forever. Chip Kelly, I just watched the uh, the beef joint on SB Nation with Chip Kelly and Lashawn McCoy, and they just kind of like highlighted how terrible the Eagles got at the end, and the fact that Chip Kelly immediately got another job with the Forty Niners. Immediately, I'm just like it was horrible. Like I was, I, I saw that shit firsthand. Like Bro. I really followed the Eagles that season. He was terrible. I ain't seen Ray Rhodes since <laughs> they got rid of the man. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like you, te- you terrible. You can do anything, man. If you white. We talked about that last week with yeah. Horny Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fucking Horny Mike. But, uh, yeah, we're going to be in here next Monday. For sure. Try to get uh, – I want to get a teacher in here. We'll try to do that. Yeah, Jill, uh, any other teachers out there that uh, may know us, please reach out. We need you. Yeah, take – turn the laptop off and just come up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We'll try to Or at least something. call in. Yeah, we'll try to figure something out. Skype call. Oh, you got the Skype, we got the Skype set up. Oh, yeah, we do. How about it? All right, well, anything else? No, nah, I'm done, man. Great show. Um, I have nothing going on the rest of this week. I'm just chilling. Yeah, I, I have jack shit. I got I go to the doctor tomorrow and uh All right, man. Well, y'all enjoy y'all week, man. Uh special edition TRP on a Tuesday next week, back Monday. Back Monday. We appreciate y'all listening, man. Appreciate we out. It. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.